And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio, with talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. For Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, Chris Crock. this is Red Eye Radio. Across America, it's Red Eye Radio. I'm Chris Crock, and for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, Always a privilege to join you on Red Eye Radio. Uh, the guys, by the way, are having a long weekend, and they will return Sunday night slash Monday morning. And, wow, we were given the news just hours ago that Hunter Biden has been indicted in California, in the Central District of California, by the Los Angeles federal grand jury they have indicted him on nine counts for a scheme to fail to you know, failing to pay his taxes between 2016 and 2019 he schemed they say to evade taxes on millions and millions of dollars of his income owing 1.4 million in taxes and uh, this is it guys oh by the way the indictment says he Spent Hunter spent millions on an extravagant lifestyle, sex clubs, hundred and eighty eight grand on adult entertainment, rather than paying his taxes, and uh, all sorts of stuff. So uh, this is it. We're supposed to uh, cheer and and clap and say, "Wow, they they got him." And, you know, there's going to be justice now, and wow, we're seeing all this justice. Look at this. This is great. And I don't think it's anything at all that. I was listening to uh, former U.S. Attorney Brett Tolman on uh, Fox News earlier tonight, and I agree with them. There's no way you're going to get justice here with a Biden Justice Department and with uh, David Weiss as a fake special counsel of some sort. The statutes, by the way, call for a, the, the uh, special counsel needs to be somebody who is not with the government, which they didn't do because they want to keep it in-house so they can keep it uh, favorable to the Biden family. And that's just what happened. You know why? Isn't it a surprise that every single time 
something is about to happen that is bad for Biden. Anybody with the last name Biden. Oh, something comes up, whether it be a, a new charge on Donald J. Trump, a new case announced, a raid maybe, you know, just kind of like a you're looking through a menu and you kind of flip through, you got to pick pick one of these. What 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 have we not had in a while? Ah, uh, you know, let's charge Trump again. Well, we just had one of those a few months. Well, that's all right. Let's add another one. Throw another one in there. Let's make up, uh, we'll get him for, uh, he's got some documents. Um. Oh, let's do a raid today, right? Well, let's do that one in New York City and try to take away his businesses, even though there's no harm done with Deutsche Bank and and others, and there's no uh, uh, victim in loan payments. Anyways, uh, this time it is the announcement the other day that the Republican House is subpoenaing Hunter Biden. From James jo- uh, Jim Jordan and uh, James Comer. And then you have Hunter Biden's attorney, Abby Lowell, saying, well, he would be happy. He's just been dying to testify, don't you know? He can't wait. He'll be happy to do that in a public setting. And a public setting means that you only have five minutes per, you know, per uh, congressman. Five minutes each. So Hunter can uh, do the clown show, stall, drag it out, and then, oh, time's up. Oh, we're so sorry. So the uh, Republican got some talking points in, didn't get Hunter to answer anything other than make fun of him or laugh at him or call him a conspiracy, you know, whatever, make him look bad. And then wouldn't you know the time's up? That's what they want to do. What they don't want is the behind-the-scenes 400 questions, hours and hours and hours and hours, perhaps days. I, I don't think there's a limit until they get all their questions answered. To every single thing that Hunter has done that appears illegal. And where did that money come from? Where did that money go? You said you had a loan. Your dad said that that 200 grand or 40 grand was for a loan. What loan was that for? Where are the documents for that loan? What were the terms of this loan? Where you have any documentation of this? Was anything signed? What was it about? Do you have a receipt for that that you're saying that he loaned you for? Mm-hmm. And what about this one? What about that one? Your father met with you at this cafe with a Russian oligarch's widow and uh, a Romanian uh, uh, criminal type from Romania. And some others, you and Hunter at Cafe Milano, and the next day you got a Porsche. And the money wire transfer went into you, then you transferred to a dealership, and then the dealership handed you the keys to a brand new Porsche. Is What was that for? You know, Did you pay taxes on that? And, and what did your meeting have to do with that, with your dad and the Russian uh, billionaire oligarch, who, by the way, your dad has not... Uh, is the only Russian, you know, uh, billionaire who he, who he hasn't put any sanctions on. He's the only one. Russia, 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 so bad, bad, bad. Except for this lady who gave your you and Hunter millions, hundred millions of dollars. A lot of money went to you too. Anyway, so guess what just happened? They said they would only. Uh, uh, Hunter's lawyer, Abby Lowell, said we will only meet with you and do a public uh, deposition of his public 
So we're not going to go behind the scenes, which is what everybody does that gets subpoenaed. We're not going to go ahead and scenes and let you ask 400 questions for every little thing that w- is out there so that you can nail them. We'll do something public so we can obfuscate and have le- time limits of five minutes each. The clown show. So then Comer and uh, Jordan make it clear we're not going to accept that. We will do a public hearing later, but this is for a deposition behind the scenes. And that way we, you know, because that's how they're done, we're going to treat you like we, like you, like you treat everybody else and like we treat everybody else. You're not getting special treatment. So what happened today in result of that? Because that, what that literally meant was Tuesday, the subpoena, they, they, they just said today, this morning, you are going to show up at our subpoena on Wednesday morning of next week, a week from yesterday, or we're going to hold you in a week, two days ago, a week from, two days ago from, a week from two days ago, excuse me, since now we're in Friday morning. And, or else you're going to, we're going to be, you're going to be in contempt. And when you're in contempt, we can put you behind bars, which is what they did to Steve Bannon, a Trump uh, supporter and a Trump uh, advisor. And they ended up having to put, not having to put, they ended up putting Steve Bannon in, in, in uh, solitary confinement. So, Hunter, you're going to jail. And they didn't say this directly, but basically you'll be in contempt, which means they can put you in jail. And so what was the reaction? Oh, look at this. The federal prosecutor comes out a few hours later. Oh, we just hit him with all these uh, nine counts. Oh, we could go up to jail for 12 years. Wow. Oh, we got him. Total lie. Now, this will be, and I'm, I'm quoting this from Brett Tolman, a former federal prosecutor who was on Fox today talking about this. This is going to be a slap on the wrist. Hunter is going to use this. His attorney, he ain't going to say nothing. His attorney, Abby Lowell, is going to come out uh, and say, well, of course he's not going to testify now. He's not going to be, uh, he's going to plead the fifth. He's not going to self-incriminate. He's not going to incriminate himself before he goes before a trial here. The feds are coming after now. He's got to be a trial. He's innocent and he can't talk. So they did it for him. He won't testify now. Isn't that amazing? Wow, it's like magic. Second of all, they're gonna. This is ridiculous. They're gonna. Uh, Biden's uh, excuse me, not Biden, but the uh, the the rich uh, L.A. producer uh, guy and who's a sh- Hunter's sugar daddy. He's gonna pay the tax fees and they'll give him a slap on the wrist and that'll be it. Oh, but there's the gun charge. Woohoo! <laughs> no, no, he, he's gonna get slapped on the wrist and everything. And this is all done to take away what a genuine prosecution would be of Hunter Biden, and to to cloister him away from p- being put in uh, contempt of court and being forced to give depositions, where if he lies, it's under the penalty of perjury, and to slap him on the wrist, keep, you know, to cloister him away, make it look like they're punishing him. Bad Hunter, bad Hunter. Joel, come on, and say, oh, yeah, I, sh- I didn't know about this. My son's innocent. He's wonderful. He's amazing. He's brilliant. And then he's cloistered away for a year, and then wouldn't you know it, slap on the wrist. Mm-hmm. Now, I had somebody tell me that I, I very much uh, I work with at my re- regular job. My uh, I have a nighttime talk show at our Red Eye Radio affiliate WBAP in Dallas. And check me out and watch, uh, read, uh, read podcast or listen to podcasts of me there at WBAP.com. We're a proud Red Eye Radio affiliate. And, um, um, you know, you, you, you can, you can look there and, um, and listen, and you can see that um, now he ain't going to be uh, held to account on this.
but they're going to cloister him away. Oh yeah, one of my colleagues. I'm sorry, one of my colleagues at my uh, my my uh, station WPAP was telling me earlier today that oh this they're going to get this is going to take down Joe, and I'm like how? Well, you know Joe's going to be implicated in this. It's going to take him down. I'm like this. Look, love you, bro, but this ain't going to take him down. This is not going to take down Joe Biden. This part will not. It will not. No. Because Joe and, and his people, are gonna say, we, we don't talk about it. We can't talk about it. Oh, it's Hunter. It's Hunter's his business. No, Joe had nothing to do with his business. We all know he did everything. He, there's pictures of him. There's video with him. There's, you know, dozens of calls. There's uh, hundreds of meetings and email or meetings at the White House uh, in the vice president's office uh, with these business partners. There's emails galore. One of them, uh, Eric Schwerin, was like a couple hundred of them, like 300. Many of them just one-on-one. I mean, the cat's out of the bag, but... They're going to just keep denying it. So my questions for you are this. And by the way, they didn't nail Hunter on a FARA, Foreign Agent Registration Act, which is an absolute must. He was a foreign agent who did not register with the United States government as a foreign lobbyist. That's a serious federal offense. And apparently it's only punishable or charged if you're a Trump supporter, not if you're uh, Hunter Biden or anybody that... uh, his last name of Biden or is a bestie with uh, Joe or a relative. So no fair violation. And the biggest amounts of tax that Hunter absconded on, the biggest amount of tens of millions of illegal of, of illegal money he made if, uh, was uh, in 2014 to 2016, between 2014 and 2016, was not brought to bear. And when you commit fraud, as Hunter did on your taxes, there's no statute of limitations and so hunter literally his biggest fraud and his massive most his, his cash hauls were between 2014 and 2015 with those two years those aren't on there they ain't gonna ever do it but maybe a president trump if he wins in a year will uh, allow his justice department to do their job to go after hunter for Farah, to go after hunter for two years of insane amount of taxes off of 20 plus million dollars that he hauled in illegally so, um, man, so, no, I don't think this is anything uh, great, and I think it's uh, designed to keep Hunter safe and Joe safe and to just give him a slap on the wrist and take him away. So here's my questions for you. Maybe maybe I'm off on this. Maybe you think I'm way off and I'm wrong. Do you think Hunter Biden will use this, these new charges today announced, nine counts of tax evasion, up to 12 years in prison he faces. Do you think Hunter will use this to get out of testifying for the House subpoena next week, as I do? And do you think this is a sweetheart deal for Hunter, as I do? And do you actually think this will take down Joe Biden? Our number, of course, on Red Eye Radio, it's Chris Crockin for Gary and Eric. They'll be back, as I was mentioning. They're going to have a long weekend right now. God bless them for that. Love the guys. And they'll be returning Sunday night into Monday morning. But our number is 866-90-RED-EYE. That's 866-907-3333. Thirty-nine. We'll talk to you coming up next across America. Chris Crockin for Eric uh, and Gary on Red Eye Radio. This report is brought to you by Shell Rotella. With advanced synthetic technology is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance. Cold temperatures and water can lead to only one outcome. And ice has no place in the truck's air system. That's why it's crucial to keep your air system moisture free as the temperatures begin to drop. Make sure your air system is in top condition before plunging temperatures put it to the test. In addition to changing your air dryer desiccant cartridge and draining your air tanks, make sure that no alterations have been made to the air compressor discharge line. 
This can dramatically increase the amount of moisture in the air system. Lastly, have a professional technician check the condition of your air dryer heater, purge valve, and check valve. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed. Brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. Bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Across America, Red Eye Radio, Chris Kroc in for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. They'll be back after a long weekend on Sunday night into Monday morning. 866-90-RED-EYE is our number, 866-907-3339. Let's go to Elena in Detroit. You are on Red Eye Radio. Hi, Elena. Hi there. Um, we listen to your show all the time. I do elder care. I'm in my 40s, so I take care of the old folks. And they always stay up all night and sleep during the day. So <laughs> this show really <laughs> keeps me out of the road with them. Um, this whole thing with this, my number one, this whole mess is just a distraction uh, away from what's really going on. They keep wanting to throw things out, you know, red herrings. And number two, I don't think anybody is really hooking into the idea that Hunter's a fall guy for the, the evil, dirty, filthy dad of his. I think you are 110% right. Here's the deal. It is. It, it's, it might be so simple, but it's, it became profound for me in realizing this, that uh, when we watch The Sopranos, Tony Soprano um, can at least... <laughs> Can at least um, I think some movie villains are better, more apropos than than Tony because he could still he'd still hung out at the bottom Bing and whatever. But but um, Joe Biden is that perfect looking, crisp suit, affable guy that is the face of the empire, and yes. he does not get his fingers dirty. Although he does, like Tony Soprano, meet with some of these people. That's true, but he as the front of the organization and Hunter. 
is that dirty, filthy guy who is in the gutter, and he's in the gutter because that's where you got to be to do all this stuff, and then he, he sucked, sucked up into the gutter with the prostitution, with the drugs, and with the lifestyle, and with all the money, and his dad pimps him out to his own son's detriment, to his uh, being destroyed and, and run to the ground and almost dead with um, being pushed into this and pimped out by dad. And dad, of course, is the brand, as uh, his uh, former assistant used to say, uh, has said in te- testimony. And so um, I think you're absolutely right that Joe has pimped out his son to pimp his brand, to sell his brand and his influence in an, in an influence-peddling scheme but that he got, he is very, Joe and Hunter, but particularly, it's really Joe, is is very arrogant and feels very entitled. I've done all these years of service, and everybody else gets wealthy, and I haven't been this, and I'm a really important big guy. His importance is off of his title and building his wealth, and, and Hunter has allowed him to do that. And I think Joe yeah. became lazy and um, entitled and th- got away with it for so long that he left his uh, you-know-what's hanging out. And I think that this is going to nail him eventually. I just don't know when or how. And I don't think... It's interesting. I'm going to get into coming up next, but there's a Fox News article that dropped uh, this evening about Hunter's indictment as a nuclear bomb, quote-unquote, for the Bidens. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I, I think that uh, until we get like a Trump administration or somebody in in a year, I think a lot of this stuff is going to be genteel, gently... Uh, pushed to the side. That's my thoughts. Elena, I appreciate, exactly. your, I appreciate your great call tonight. Uh, we've got one line open at 866-90-RED-EYE. That's 866-907-3339. Let's go to Joe in, uh, or excuse me, not Joe, but uh, Alan, I should say, in Prosper. You are on Red Eye Radio. Hi, I have two thoughts. First, there's no way he's going to testify. Oh, actually, you know what? Let me put I you... Think- let me put you on standby. It's my fault. Standby. We'll take your call coming up next on Red Eye Radio across America. It's Red Eye Radio. From the Uniden America Studios. Now for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, Chris Crock. Across America, Red Eye Radio, Chris Crock in for Eric and Gary. They will be back on Sunday night into Monday morning after a long weekend. Uh, well deserved. All right, guys, so uh, 86690 Red Eye is our number, 866 Hunter Biden charged. Uh, with uh, indicted, I should say, on nine counts of tax evasion, up to 12 years in prison, yada, yada. It's a perfect uh, announcement so that he doesn't have to testify. Uh, when he's subpoenaed uh, and threatened with jail time, he doesn't have to testify. He can just say, oh, plead the fifth, can't do anything, guys. I got my car- uh, criminal trial. I got my protection, my shield. Um, and, and, you know, I had a colleague today at my station in Dallas, a WBAP, a proud Red Eye Radio affiliate, say that um, this is going to take down Joe, and I don't agree. I think that Joe is going to say, I didn't know anything about his business, and he's innocent, blah, blah, blah. He's already openly lying, saying, I, I never met with this business person. That's a lie. I, I didn't talk. That's a lie. Like 
He's like a child. Nobody believes this. Um, now, look, here's a headline that came out tonight, uh, a little later after this announcement. Hunter indictment, a nuclear bomb for the Bidens. Uh, headline says, as Joe Biden sounds like Clinton during Lewinsky scandal, experts say. So uh, you got uh, some analysts supposedly telling Fox tonight that a political, when one political analyst said it's going to be a bombshell that will put President Biden in a self-constructed trap. After he, you know, said that uh, it's lies about his son and meeting with him and being with his brother. I think a lot of people felt that David Weiss was going to let these charges skate and Hunter Biden would never be held accountable for making millions overseas, said Representative Sean Duffy from Wisconsin, Republican. He also says that if legal conditions worsen for the Bidens in L.A. case, uh, off-ramp will be the hair gel governor. I don't think so. I don't think Joe has too much uh, pride and arrogance. He will not resign. Uh, not a Dr. Jill loves, um, absolutely loves uh, the the White House uh, almost more than Joe. And um, I, Joe's not going to give it up. He'll have to be dragged away. I really do believe that. He'll have to be uh, 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 thrown out of office by the voters. John Turley, Jonathan Turley, uh, George Washington law professor uh, on Fox, said that uh, many, uh, he may be in a rhetorical boxing because with Biden, uh, President Biden, Due to his long-held denials of his knowledge of participation in his son's business dealings. Turley says there's some similarity between when Clinton said, I didn't have sexual relations with that woman, for you know Lewinsky. And um, he's basically saying, I didn't have interactions with those people, Turley said. And it didn't work for Clinton. It's more insulting here, pointing to polling that says that a majority of Americans, including a large portion of Democrats, tell pollsters they don't believe that uh, believe Biden on this. I'll give you some more details on that in a minute, but I'm still not convinced. I wish and I hope, but I'm still not convinced. All right, let's go to Alan in Prosper, Texas. I'm asking you a few questions on this, by the way. Do you think Hunter will use this to get out of testifying for the House subpoena, which they're going to drag him in court and put him in jail if he won't talk? Uh, not in court, but in uh, in front of the House committees. And now he has a perfect excuse to say, plead the fifth. So do you think Hunter will use this to get out of testifying? And do you think this is a sweetheart deal for Hunter? As I do, because they're going to slap him on the wrist. They did not charge for the tens of millions. I believe it was 20 to 27 million he pulled in in, in 2014, 2015. Not getting him for FARA, Foreign Agents Registration Act, which is very serious. Not getting him for a lot more on taxes from 2014 to 2016. And when you commit fraud on your taxes, there is no statute of relations, by the way. So, and do you think this will take down Joe Biden? Um, I don't think so, but that's just my thoughts. Uh, Alan in Prosper, Texas, you're on Red Eye Radio. Hi, Alan. Hi, uh, two thoughts. First, he's not going to testify. Second, I don't believe, I believe that the attorneys for uh, Hunter Biden knew these charges were coming, which is why they volunteered to have him testify in the first place, knowing that he never would testify. And then the second point. By the way, on that point, they volunteered for a public testimony, which is a clown show where uh it's not it's not serious at all each uh representative state uh congressman gets five minutes with him he drags it out he obfuscates never be there no no no. well let me say this they don't ever want him to go where they can be he can be asked 400 questions for hours and hours and hours with no time limit this the public one is perfect it shows he's like oh i did it i was out in public and in front of the world and it'll be five minutes per each. That It's a joke. You watch those five-minute ones where they get time guts, goes out in five minutes. It doesn't do anything. First of all, he won't do that. And secondly, it's just a long game. Biden is not going to be the candidate. It's going to be somebody else. 
And after the election, Biden is going to pardon Hunter and he's going to pardon himself. And this will never go to trial. Couple of things. I don't think that I do think that Hunter, this uh, this indictment uh, being dropped today was designed in perfect timing to keep him from testifying next week. And um, he, he will testify in public if he can. I think they agreed to it on purpose. And I think that this gives them the chance to not have to say anything behind the closed doors where we can get really get nailed. And then on as far as uh, Joe not making it, I think he's going to make it. I think he's going to run. And I think he thinks he's going to win. And I don't think he's going to relinquish it. He will not. He will not let them force him out. He won't. He's too. He's Do you he's too. Pardon Hunter. If he yes, if it means his Hunter going to uh, his son actually going to jail, yes, because he won't let that kid go to. It's not, it's not a kid. He's like fifty three. Actually, he's older than I am. They he won't let his own kid go to jail. Um, he'll play the game, but once it matters, what he's got to do, Joe's got to win again and do it. Or I do believe, truthfully, as you said, if he doesn't get uh, reelected, which he, I pray he won't, if he doesn't get reelected in that month between when he loses and such, and I think he'll be, you know, he says that Trump is uh, Satan, which you know he's a, he's a, he's a joke with that, but uh, he'll be worse than Trump on the way out. I think honestly, and I think Trump's going to win. I pray, we'll pray that Trump both. will win. Right, but he'll pardon him right in between um, when he loses and when he's out. Yes, unequivocally. Agreed. Thank you for your call, man. I appreciate it very much, Alan and Prosper, Texas. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to Michael in Dallas, Texas. You are on Red Eye Radio. Hi, Michael. Hi, Chris. How, How are you? Work late tonight. Kind of fun hearing you piloting the 50,000-watt blowtorch tonight. That's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I've taken over my home station of WBAP for uh, for like right half half the day and night. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, I usually don't work late, but I did. I heard your show earlier, and then to hear you on tonight, this is cool. Love it. But, I love uh, it. Hey, on the, on the topic you got, um, you know, I think what I, I, my, my take on this is that they think that uh, the big guy might not be as electable as he thinks he is, and so I think the advisors might be – trying to force this play so that they could get, if they can get a, you know, if they know he's wrong and they know he's hung and he's going to get convicted, let's go ahead and have that happen so that the only remedy dad can uh, offer is, is the, uh, you know, remedy vis-a-vis the, uh, the, the relief of, uh, you know, the pardon, the presidential pardon, because, you know, just like you just, just kind of summed up in your last caller, that uh, window's closing pretty quick on them now. And if they're, if, if they feel like the gig is up and they're gonna they're gonna get get busted and, and gonna go ahead and turn turn over the cards, let's do it now while he can still keep uh, him from going. Because boy, once uh, once Trump's elected, if if that's what happens in the natural order of things, it's gonna be real tough it's, to keep Hunter out of the out of the big house. Yeah, it's over. It's over at that point, and he'll pardon him on everything. But then I pray that the Trump Justice Department will do what any Justice Department should do and go after Hunter for FARA violations, prosecute him for that, which is very serious and can have years in jail. And then also from 2014 to 2016, uh, tens of millions of dollars of income from uh, being a foreign uh, uh, lobbyist, uh, corrupt foreign lobbyist. So I the right yeah. thing to do, and, and those of us that are, are, are God fearing men and try to you know stay on the right side of right on things, that's absolutely the right thing to do. But I think you know then they're gonna, you know you can see the obvious play that's coming. It's predictable that they're going to say, okay, this is Trump now, you know, trying to to go after Biden because he he's uh, you know oh, he sure. was in the hot you know Trump 
Trump, you know, with his indictments. And, you know, right is right and wrong is wrong. And, and, and the truth always comes out in the end. That's just the way God's universe works. And so it's, it's but, the, but the media is going to spin it that it's Trump trying to, you know, get back at Biden and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, correct for or, or, yeah. or, or, or overcorrect for his sins, you know, that he do, was prosecuted on. It's, do you agree with me? It's a game of people who just don't know how to just be honest and forward and, and they don't want to michael do yeah, you do you agree with me that joe biden will not relinquish the presidency uh and including if it means losing um the election and uh giving it to trump uh i don't think he's ever going to resign um i think he's going to have to lose I, I think the man I, I don't think he's got the mental capacity to even evaluate what what the truth is i think he's it's delusional and 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 pathological and then that's just his makeup. And he, unless he's got some advisors in there that can get through. They won't. Wait, remember, remember what the New York Times. You remember what the New York Times said about I don't know about a year or so ago, where where they're like he you know yells at people when they correct him, or they what they, what they do is this: like yeah. he's the president and they're not, yeah. so they they, they rightfully yeah. tread lightly around him. He's their boss, commander in chief. Yeah. But what they do is they'll gently try to say, "Okay, I'm going to say this to him, not because I want I hate saying this to him because he's going to get mad at me." But this is to not make him look stupid, to protect him from himself by going out there and saying right. something dumb. So I'm going to gently tell him, hey, listen, Mr. President, I don't know if you heard this, but and he goes, ah, ah, and he yells at him. That's what the New York Times said. They don't want to, you know, uh, throw him under the bus, but they did. They said, Father Time, eventually his, his soft landing is going to be Father Time, either in his, his passing, and God bless him when he does, or, uh, you know, just going, going off into, you know, 100% mental. You know, elderly, mental. Uh, I, you know, I actually, there are. Our elders. He has moments of clarity. Yeah, he has moments of clarity, and he has moments where he um, talks and he's fine, if you will, for him, for him, not for normal folk. But um, so I, I think that he's not as gone and demented as we all think he is. But I think that his biggest problem is not his dementia or his decline. His biggest problem is his, is his arrogance, and that's what's going to destroy him. He's not going to leave, and uh, that's why he's actually got himself uh, so close to being uh, found out and nailed. Appreciate your call. Uh, we got several lines open now at 866-90-RED-EYE, 866-907-3339. And uh, let's see here. We got uh, several uh, people on hold. We got uh, Tom at Boston. Let's go to uh, – do we have time for Tom? You want me to take Tom? Or you want me to pause? Huh? All right, we'll take Tom in Boston. We can pop you on here. Tom, you're on Red Eye Radio. Chris Crock in for Eric and Gary. Hi, Tom. Yeah, hi, Chris. Uh, Chris, I'm really worried for the country. I think uh, it's, it's in really bad shape. You know what uh, Trump uh, talked about? He wants to get rid of the communists, the fascists, the socialists, mm-hmm. the progressives, and the Democrats. I'm telling you, I think this party's been taken over. It started in 1972. The communists tried to take over, and I think they got a lock, stock, and barrel now. I think there's, uh, it's it's in really bad shape. This country's in real bad shape. It is. I hope Trump, Trump gets elected. Trump needs to be elected. He has to. If he's not elected, the country is over. You can forget about it. I, I got to tell you. To, it, yeah. This, this guy is... He's in with the progressives and the, and the, and the population uh, decline. He, he'll start a war and get rid of two billion people. He already has started two wars. Yeah, yeah, but he's gonna. I he will he will use nuclear weapons. I believe if anybody he won't be Putin, 
I don't think it won't be she. I don't think he's going to do uh, nuclear weapons uh, first. I just think that his fecklessness and his weakness and his incompetence has uh, fostered two wars. It began with the abandoning Afghanistan and not caring how it goes, which showed grand fecklessness and weakness and no spine. He abandoned a $1 billion Air Force Base Bagram where we literally were um, only, hundred, we're only hundreds of miles from the uh, from it was it was the closest base we had to China, gone gave that up, and uh, he gave that that land to be used through by China and Russia and all the rare earth minerals to be harvested, but we could have operated out of Bagram with regard to the Middle East war right now going on that 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 war is because of Joe that that wouldn't have happened. I'm going to pause right there. When we come back, we'll talk to uh, George in Naperville, plus you're called. We're, uh, of course, talking about the new indictment charges on Hunter Biden. And is this going to take down Joe or not? And is this protecting him really not going to prosecute him the way we would want him to be prosecuted? All that next. Chris Kroc in for Eric and Gary across America. It's Red Eye Radio. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio. Toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Across America, Red Eye Radio, Chris Crockin for Eric and Gary. They'll be back Sunday into Monday uh, after a long weekend. All right, let's go to George in Naperville, Illinois, where I have family that is uh, from there. We spend a lot of time there visiting. George, you are on Red Eye Radio. Uh, hi, Chris. Uh, I'm a, a, a virgin caller for Red Eye. So well, that's I fantastic. Welcome. Welcome. Through. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hundred eleventh, hundred and hundred and fifty, hundred eleventh and fifty ninth. We were at there by my my family used to live there. Okay, George, go ahead, real fast. Oh well, okay. Well, I used to live in Dallas fifteen years, and I'm a big fan of WBAP. So there you go. So uh, back at I have family in East Texas and Houston and Dallas. So, uh, but uh, um, I, I'm not to bore everyone, but I, I do. I have I kind of agree with the last two callers that. This whole uh, charade is basically to allow whatever the big uh, charges are to Hunter to kind of go I agree. I got to roll, buddy, but I agree with you. That's exactly what this is. Appreciate your call. Across America, Red Eye Radio, Chris Crockin for Eric and Gary. Top of the Hour News is brought to you by Howes Products. Visit HowesProducts.com. This is Red Eye Radio on what? Now, it's Red Eye Radio, with talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. For Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, Chris Kroc. 
This is Red Eye Radio. Across America, it's Red Eye Radio. Chris Crockin for Eric and Gary. They'll be back. They'll be having a long weekend. They'll be back late Sunday night, of course, Sunday into uh, Monday morning. And you can catch my show uh, weeknights on WBAP in Dallas-Fort Worth, 8 to midnight Central Time. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Croc Show. That's at Chris Croc Show, C-H-R-I-S-K-R-O-K. That's at Chris Croc Show, C-H-R-I-S-K-R-O-K. On Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, we have some craziness going on tonight, I can tell you that. You can see my little picture. I took a picture from my home studio. Still a little bit of work in progress, but uh, nonetheless, there I am. Jovial, uh, sporting my, my cap. Anyway, guys, um, and I apologize for having fake news CNN in the background, but uh, that's all I get with my streaming HBO uh, subscription. I, I Otherwise, I'd rather have Fox or uh, Newsmax or the like. Okay, y'all, uh, so we have Hunter Biden facing new indictment charges in California, but I, I do believe it's designed to keep him from being subpoenaed, well, being uh, having to testify behind closed doors where they could ask him tons of questions and, and such. Now he can say, oh, plead the fifth, got a criminal trial that's coming up, and they'll just slap him on the wrist on that. I don't think it's going to take down Joe, but we've been talking about that. But also, the uh, this is craziness. Uh, this is unbelievable. A lot of people haven't caught this yet. CARE director, the director of Council on Islamic, American Islamic Relations, CARE's director, the executive director, and co-founder of CARE, Nahid Awad, just a couple weeks ago, speaking at the 16th Annual Convention for Palestine in Chicagoland, the home of one of our Red Eye Radio affiliates, WLSAM. He was speaking as a featured speaker, Fox News reports, and I have the audio, I'll play it for you in a second, but he said the people of Gaza only decided to break the siege. Well, first of all, he said he was happy to witness October 7th terror attacks in Israel. And he said that Israel does not have a right to self-defense. You're going to hear him say it himself. Fox News confirmed it's him. It's obviously uh, him speaking. You, you can see his face and everything. It's on my Twitter feed. You can watch it and retweet it. Uh, again, at Chris Crockshaw. That's at Chris Crockshaw on Twitter, C-H-R-I-S-K-R-O-K. He said in Chicago and a couple weeks ago, so this isn't like it was some foreign overseas. No, this is right here a few weeks ago. On camera, it just hit the. It, it was released by the uh, by this uh, uh, annual convention for Palestine. They released it on their social media feed or whatever publicly on Saturday. So that's why it's gotten out and out of Fox. People of Gaza only decided to break the siege, the walls of the concentration camp on October seventh. He said, "Yes, I was happy to see people breaking the siege, throwing down the shackles of their own land, and walk free in their own land that they were not." Free to walk in, and yes, the people of Gaza have a right to self-defense, have the right to defend themselves, and yes, Israel is an occupying power, does not have the right to defend itself. Isn't this amazing? Hold on, let me play for you what he said, because this is breathtaking. Listen closely. This is the uh, co-founder and executive director of CARE, Council on Islamic American Relations, in Chicagoland, Chicagoland a couple weeks ago. The people of Gaza only decided to break the siege, the walls of the concentration camp on October 7th. And yes, I was happy to see people breaking the siege and throwing down the shackles 
of their own land and walk free into their lands that they were not allowed to walk in. And yes, the people of Gaza have the right to self-defense, have the right to defend themselves. And yes, Israel as an occupying power does not have that right to self-defense. And let's give you the second part of that. This is all, this is totally unedited. This is back to back to back. None of this was edited out. All right, here was, here's the next part of what he just said right there. Gaza became the liberation source, the inspiration for people. Gaza transformed many minds around the world, including people who are not Muslim. What kind of faith these people have? They are thankful. They're not afraid, and Israel did not scare them because they knew that their heaven is in Gaza. And they, if they would like to die, they will go to another heaven. That is the faith of the people of Gaza. And that's why Gaza and the people of Gaza were able to transform everyone who's watching. They have learned from these people. And those who felt bad for Gaza, they don't understand the equation. Those who thought that the Gazans are less than those who can help them, they are mistaken. They are mistaken. The Gazans were the victorious. Wow. Okay, so CARES co-founder and executive director, that's the Council on, on uh, American Islamic Relations, kind of the uh, figurehead for Islam in America, uh, when something happens to somebody who's uh, Islamic, they'll come out in the news and defend them and, you know, whatever, all this stuff. Anyway, uh, so he said that uh, he was happy to see the terror attacks on October 7th. Happy. We're learning about the brutal, satanic, uh, honestly, rapes of uh, and gang rapes of women who are then burned alive. I'm going to give you some more details in a minute because um, it's it's... We're going to tie that in with the college presidents that are um, that were grilled, and some of them are walking back their statements, but it's a little too late uh, by far. Um, and I want you to hear how, how bad some of this stuff is so that you can understand that this is what these college presidents are excusing and overlooking when people are being attacked on this verbally and even physically in, on their campuses. But this is what he's praising. This is what the uh, executive director of the Council on American Islamic Relations is uh, praising and saying he was happy to see. And then he also said in that speech, uh, according to Fox News, he attacked APAC, uh, the American-Israeli Public Affairs Committee, saying it controls the United States government. APAC and its affiliates have been controlling the U.S. government and the United States Congress. And if someone says, oh, Nihad Awad said this about the Congress, I tell you, yes, I say it today and I say it tomorrow. Unless we free Congress, we'll not be able to free Palestine. So they, he was cheered and everything like that. And um, he also said, brothers and sisters, young people in the Democrat Party have sent a clear message to this administration and to the Democrat Party that you have betrayed your votes, our votes, you have betrayed our support, and you have betrayed young people who aspire to the United States of America to reposition itself as a moral leader in the world. They've betrayed us. So he's parroting what the campuses have been taught by the tens of millions of dollars of donations from Qatar, uh, Saudi Arabia, 
and China to our universities. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Here's the thing. So you have the uh, biggest spokesperson and biggest outlet for uh, Muslims in America, the face of Muslims in America, saying that he's happy to watch the terror attacks in Israel and that Israel doesn't have a right to self-defense. How do you feel about this? What do you think about this? Do you do you think there's any defense for CARES director saying he was happy to watch the October 7th terror attacks and that Israel doesn't have a right to self-defense and they're an occupying power? Are you done listening to CARE? And should they be investigated and appropriate action be taken by our government? Or do you think this is just simply free speech and buyer beware? And by the way, do you think Joe Biden should now remove people that he has from care on his uh, advisory councils that are with his advisory councils? You know what he did, by the way? And our number, by the way, is 866-90-RED-EYE, 866-907-3339. That's 866-907-3339. It really is totally breathtaking that a group that's supposed to be the voice of, uh, of reasonable Islamic people in this country was happy to see the terror attacks. It tells you a lot. And I do think they should be investigated. You know, it's interesting. Uh, the largest ever, after 9-11, George Bush passed through Congress a law that makes raising fundraising for terrorism a crime, a serious crime in our country. And a few years later, the FBI and federal government took down the largest ever terrorism fundraising case in United States history. It is in uh, the DFW area where my home base is at uh, WBAP, my nighttime talk show at WBAP.com. You can check it out. And in in, uh, a suburb of Dallas is where the Holy Land Foundation raised... $12 $12 million, roughly, to kill Jewish people, pretending it was for people that are uh, in Palestine that are needy. And the FBI, two different FBI agents testified in that trial. <clears throat> it sent many people to jail, including uh, some people for to 65 years in federal prison for terrorism financing, fundraising, pretending it's for you know needy people. And uh, one of the, both FBI agents that testified in this trial, two of them, said that CARE was one of the unindicted co-conspirators in that case. And that when they wiretapped a room in Boston for this case, they were uh, the leaders of the meeting that were saying, well, who can we use as our face and who can help us to spread our message? And they said, CARE, Council on American Islamic Relations. And so that was in the you know early 2000s. And here we are today with his executive director and co-founder saying he was happy to watch the September, October 7th terror attacks where women were raped, burned alive, babies were raped, beheaded. After women were, were gang-raped, they were had their heads cut off with shovels. Their breasts were cut off, and they played with the, the breasts that they cut off. Uh, you had a child whose, uh, I believe, his foot was cut off, and then in front of the mom and the dad all next to each other, the, the mom then had her breast cut off, and then the dad had his eyes, eyes gouged out with uh, the terrorist's bare hands in front of each other. And this is uh, this te- this attack uh, caused uh, Niha, uh, Mr. Awad, co-founder and executive director of Care, to be happy. 
1,200 Jews slaughtered, 240 hostages, uh, roughly, including uh, about, what, 19 Americans either killed or taken hostage. I think we have eight Americans currently hostage, and this made him happy. And this is an organization allowed to fundraise and is a spokesperson and is taken seriously now? I I don't see how. So uh, does this, uh, is there any defense for this, for saying this, in your opinion? You know, that uh, you're happy to watch the Israeli uh, terror attacks on October 7th. Are you done listening to CARE? You want them investigated now? And should Joe Biden remove any of their members from his advisory positions he has on his boards and such? All right, our number is 866-90-RED-EYE. That's 866-907-3339. That's 866-907-3339. When, 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 coming up next, I want to share something with you here because it's uh, once this came out, and he said this publicly. I've played you the audio now. It's on my Twitter feed. You can watch it for yourself. Uh, once this came out, today all of a sudden their deputy executive director releases a statement, kind of crab walking backwards or uh, kind of walking backwards like a cockroach, you know, trying to walk back. Oh, oh, you caught me on camera. Oh, it's everywhere. Oh, Fox News has it. Oh, oh. It's pretty breathy. It's not breathy. It's insane what we're seeing from them. So uh, I'll tell you what he says coming up next, how he tries to walk it back. And then I want to uh, give some more details that are going to be a little difficult, but on what happened to many of these women, we're learning even more about what happened to the hostages in the terror attack in Israel and the women in these uh, villages and at the music festival. There's more atrocities. We're finding out sexual atrocities. And then what these university presidents were saying in light of all this, refusing to condemn it, refusing to say it violates policies, promoting violence and stuff like that, calling for violence and genocide of Jews. So we're going to talk about all of that coming up next as well. And, of course, the other thing we're talking about tonight is Hunter Biden has been indicted on nine counts of tax evasion. And um, so we're still talking about that tonight on Red Eye Radio. Now, there's also some interesting fake news CNN tonight is is calling out, saying that Hunter would have resolved all these issues if Feds didn't start asking questions, that, that federal judge that was appointed by Trump started asking questions. We'll hear about that, too. All that's coming up on Red Eye Radio. Chris Crock for Eric and Gary, 866-90-RED-EYE is our number across America. It's Red Eye Radio. Brought to you by FPPF, Fuel Power Max. The IFTA tax program redistributes tax revenue to states based on your actual miles run. Thus, the truly cheapest fuel can only be found if you subtract federal and state taxes and state surcharges from the pump price to compare. The strategy means that you buy without regard for whether you are paying more at the pump in taxes. IFTA also considers state surcharges, which complicates the fuel buying strategy. Indiana, Kentucky, and Virginia have per-gallon surcharges. Connecticut, Kentucky, New Mexico, New York, and Oregon have per-mile surcharges. While some owner-operators buy only enough fuel to get through surcharge states, this practice can backfire, depending on the actual cost of the fuel in each state. When comparing fuel prices, always remember, pump pride minus taxes equals the real fuel cost. 
Owner-Operator Business 101 is provided by Overdrive's Partners in Business program. Go to OverdriveOnline.com to the Partners in Business section of the website for more detail on this and many other topics. Brought to you by Shell Rotella. With advanced synthetic technology is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. Across America, Red Eye Radio, Chris Crock in for Eric and Gary. So, as I was mentioning, you got the uh, Council on American Islamic Relations. That's the uh, mouthpiece for Muslims in America. It's supposed to be a, uh, a genteel, moderate Muslim organization that uh, protects Muslims and comes to their defense and speaks out for them. But yet you have the executive director and co-founder, Nihad Awat, uh, coming out and saying that he was happy um, to see the terrorist attacks that went down uh, to witness the October 7th attacks, and that Israel doesn't have a right to self-defense. It's just disgusting. And I played you the audio of it, and then he says that Gaza has the right to, and Palestinians have the right to self-defense, but the Israelis don't. And then, of course, he uh, talked about uh, APAC, the um, American Public, uh, American Israeli Public Affairs Committee, controlling the U.S. government. Kind of going back to the old uh, trope, the hatred of the Jews, saying the Jews are controlling our government. It's just sick. So the uh, CARE deputy executive director does uh, tries to do cleanup and releases a statement saying that he that uh, Awad Nihal Awad said. During my speech last week, this is in Chicagoland, by the way. I pledge you the audio. Fox News had it. Uh, they've confirmed it's him. During my speech last week in support of Palestinian human rights, I condemn all forms of bigotry. I mean, this Islamophobia, anti-Semitism, and violence against all civilians. That's not what I heard and, and uh, how it uh, sounded to us. It doesn't seem to be any room for uh, interpretation to me at all. Despite this... An anti-Muslim, anti-Palestinian hate website selected remarks from my speech out of context and spliced them together. <laughs> well, maybe if you don't say it, it won't sound bad, right? <laughs> what I actually said was, now he pulls in Ukraine. Ah, uh, there's the badge, the virtue signal. Ah, uh, Ukraine, Palestinians, and other occupied people have the right to defend themselves. Oh, pull in Ukraine. Okay, that's the holy grail. We can't say anything negative now. <laughs> oh, Ukraine, I'm sorry, I'm bowing down. Okay. That's right. Zelensky said, hey, where's my money? Zelensky not happy. Where's my money? Come on now. Come. You, you come to, uh, you come to, uh, to, uh, Ukraine. You hump my leg. You give me money now. Come on. <laughs> That's what he said. Anyway, so he brings in the Ukrainians. All right. Uh, coming up next on Red Eye Radio, I'm going to get into some horrifying details that happened to the Israeli women. And then it'll t- well, that'll kind of bring us into the university presidents who, presidents who did not denounce the anti-Semitism on their campus. And the outcomes are being drastically, they're being swatted down tonight.
Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. Now for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, Chris Crock. By the way, uh, speaking of Chris Crock, of course, and for Eric and Gary, they'll be back Sunday night into Monday morning, uh, having a long weekend off, which is fantastic for them. By the way, um, close to uh, Gary's hometown of Buffalo. Love seeing pictures of him and uh, his dad on holiday and stuff like that. Anyway, uh, in Albany, New York, a uh, lot closer than many of us are to where his dad is and his family's from, where he's from, is um, a terror attack that happened today. I did not know this. Uh, funny enough, didn't catch on my radar. But a 28-year-old suspect taken into custody fired two shotgun rounds at a Jewish temple in Albany, identified as Mufid Fawaz Al-Khadar. Thanks to swift coordination with ATF, uh, FBI, our partners at Albany Police Department, New York State Police, Mufid Fawaz Al-Khadar has been arrested and charged with possession of firearm prohibited person. More information will be provided by U.S. Attorney's Office, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the chief, police chief, says suspect fired on the front steps of the temple at 1.56 this afternoon, Thursday, of course, uh, well, yesterday afternoon, uh, Thursday afternoon before, running away. Cops got there a few minutes later, and um, they ended up confronting him in a lot nearby. And so uh, investigators looking at this as active violence as, as a hate crime. No! He reportedly also yelled something, uh, one of the reports I saw, and I don't, don't want to quote it unless I see it, but he uh, I think yelled something about Palestine in there. I, I, I'm, I'm obviously not surprised. And um, this is obviously another white supremacist Trump voter, right? Obviously, because, you know, white supremacy, uh, white supremacist uh, Trumpers are the major threat of this country, according to Joe Biden's Justice Department. Don't look at this. We're looking. We're all worried about Islamophobia, guys. Just remember that, okay? Um, Even though you got uh, all over the campuses unbridled. Jew hatred. It is uh, it is just sickening. And I want I want you to hear some of the horrors first because I think we need to know who our enemy is. Because you need to know who they are and what they do to understand how bad, how evil, how wicked they are, and that you can't negotiate with this. So we've learned more about the rape and sexual atrocities that went on uh, by Hamas. A couple of things. First of all, a doctor who has been the one examining every one of the hostages free, the 110 so far, says at least 10 of them were sexually assaulted or abused. The first apparent medical confirmation that the terrorists raped the hostages while in captivity. So they raped the women while in captivity. And uh, Lieutenant uh, Colonel Richard Hecht, Israeli military spokesperson, said the Army is absolutely concerned about sexual violence against female hostages. Now, the sexual atrocities, more. Let me share some from uh, CNN. I was called into a house. This is uh, some of the uh, Israeli officials. I was called into a house. I was told there were a few bodies over there. This is one of the kibbutzim where the terrorists came in and and murdered and raped. I saw in front of my eyes a woman lying down. She was naked and she had nails. 
had nails and different objects in her female organs. Her body was brutalized in a way that we could not identify her. There were girls with broken pelvis due to repetitive rapes. Their legs were split wide apart in a split. We heard girls that were pulled out from the shelters, girls that shouted. They raped girls, burnt them just after that. All the bodies outside were burned. Our team commander saw several female soldiers who were shot in their crotch, intimate parts, vagina, or shot in the breast. There seemed to be a systematic genital mutilation of a group of victims. Another one said, I heard, and you also heard about sexual violence, sexual abuse, an instance of brutal rape like nothing else. Uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said, after hearing all this, Israeli's public broadcaster, Channel 11, obtained and released an audio from the meeting on Tuesday with hostages, former hostages describing their time in captivity. Quote, they're touching the girls, they recorded uh, some of them saying, and everyone knows it. A um, UN women, by the way, this group uh, that supposedly uh, fights for women, didn't even condemn this for 57 days. And uh, today, Netanyahu said, or yesterday, he said, I say to the women's rights organization, I say to the human rights organizations, you have heard of the rape of Israeli women, horrible atrocities, sexual mutilation. Where the hell are you? Netanyahu said. Amen. So we need to know who our enemy is and what they've done and what they're doing to understand why we have to do what we have to do to them and why this is what we're dealing with. And it's it's just evil. Now, I want you to hear, they've got some of the audio, of course, from the UPenn, Harvard University, MIT University presidents. And they are just, just so you understand, presidents, I didn't really know this until recently, but presidents at universities are just fundraisers. And so what has happened? This is uh, fascinating. TikTok is a, I heard a, a former Intel official on Fox News say this, that TikTok, and I agree with them, is a, mal, a Chinese malware app. That's all it is. It's a Chinese malware app. It also poisons the mind of our young generation. China is openly uh, sanctioned and government sanctioned and openly supports anti-Semitic. That's China. And they will never hear anything bad about China, but everything bad about Israelis and America on TikTok. It's a malware app. Now, second of all, another quote-unquote malware app that is wildly successful is the tens of Billions of dollars that Qatar, which is the um, Islamic nation that houses three of Hamas's founders and excuse me, three of ha- Hamas's heads, that are all billionaires. Surprise, surprise, surprise! Three people worth eleven billion dollars living in Qatar in five-star luxury resort uh, high-rise, commanding and overseeing and praising and getting on their knees and praising God, well, their God, for. Uh, all the Jews being slaughtered. And uh, Qatar operates and has them there. And they oh, we're your friend. We're going to let you. We're going to work together. So Qatar and Saudi Arabia and China, billions of dollars into our top university, elite universities. Top. That is how our elite students are being taught to hate Jews, to hate America, and also DEI. 
DEI is the poison. DEI teaches that Jews are oppressors, they're white, basically, and that whites are oppressors, and that the Palestinians are people of color, and they are oppressed. Oppressed, oppressor. The oppressor is, is evil and can be turned to an inhuman situation. The oppressed is the victim, always, even when they kill and do terror. That's what's programming us. That's a, It's not a malware app, but it's like a big malware program, if you will. And that's why these university presidents are not criticizing and not going after anti-Semitism. They're pretending it doesn't exist. Now, coming up next, you're going to hear on Red Eye Radio, you're going to hear one of the UPenn students. It's going to be very unbelievable what this Jewish student says of what the campus environment is like. Then you're going to hear the UPenn president uh, try to defend this, and just it's horrific. So I'll do that for you coming up next. And, in fact, I think I can pop that off real fast right now. Let us do that, because I want you to hear that, and then we'll talk about that. Here is, I'm going to play for you two things. I'm going to play uh, just a piece where uh, Congresswoman Elise Stefanik is going, you know, asking these presidents, these uh, major universities, and this one's going to be from uh, from UPenn if this is violating their policies. Then you hear the student at UPenn, who's a Jew, hiding in his dormitory. It's unbelievable. Investigated of, uh, as harassment, if pervasive and severe. Ms. McGill, at Penn, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's rules or code of conduct? Yes or no? If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment. Yes. I am asking specifically calling for the genocide of Jews, does that constitute bullying or harassment? If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. So the answer is yes. It is a context-dependent decision, Congresswoman. It's a context-dependent decision. That's your testimony today. Calling for the genocide of Jews is depending upon the context. That is not bullying or harassment. This is the easiest question to answer yes, Ms. McGill. So is your if testimony it, that it, you will not answer yes? If it uh, is, if the, yes speech or becomes, no. if the speech becomes conduct, it can be harassment. Yes. Conduct meaning committing the act of genocide? The speech is not harassment? This is unacceptable, Ms. McGill. I'm going to give you one more opportunity for the world to see your answer. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's code of conduct when it comes to bullying and harassment? Yes or no? It can be harassment. All right, there you go. And for that, they lost $100 million. A rabbi has resigned off of Harvard's board. A lot of this stuff is coming out, and uh, the White House condemned it. I'll share that with you coming up next. Let's talk to Mike real fast in San Antonio. Mike, you are on Red Eye Radio. Hello, Mike. Uh, good morning, and I just want to make a comment that uh, what Hamas is doing is exactly what um, the Islamic ideology teaches their so- soldiers for Allah to do when they go into battle and when they uh, fight with the infidels and when they take over. They do all of this uh, atrocity of sexual rape and uh, beheading and cutting off hands and legs. Uh, that's their ideology. 911 was my wake-up call, and it should have been the wake-up call for all of Americans. And since then, I've been uh, talking to, making presentations about what Islam is all about. It's not our friend. It's totally against our um, freedom of religion. 
uh, freedom uh, our rights, and they they are protected as a religion. But at the same time, when they're practicing their religion, they're doing exactly what Hamas is doing. And it's also happening in other countries where uh, not only the Jews, but Christians are being persecuted and slaughtered. So people need to wake up to what uh, the Islamic ideology is all about. Now, Nihad Awad, he was, of course, the founder of the executive director of the Council on American-Islamic Relations. Mm-hmm. In, in 19, in and by the way, he's the one who just said on camera, we played it for you from Fox News, got it, and uh, he is... Uh, he was happy to see the October 7th terrorist attacks. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, in 1994, he made a speech at Barry University, and he said this, and I quote, he said, I used to support the PLO, and I used to be the president of the General Union of the Palestinian Students, which is part of the PLO here in the United States. But after I researched the situation inside Palestine and outside, I am in support of the Hamas movement more than the PLO. So he's been in support of Hamas ever since 1994. And so what he said in this regard recently, he just he supports what they do. Well, based on what he said, he was happy to see uh, the September 11th, excuse me, the uh, uh, October 7th terror attacks where Jews were raped, killed, taken hostage, including Americans. Then I, I just I wouldn't doubt that. I appreciate your call, Mike, and I appreciate your call very much from San Antonio. All right. I want to play for you a student coming up next. On Red Eye, of course, your call at 866-90-RED-EYE, 866-907-3339. But I'm also going to play this UPenn student who's Jewish, and it's really, you're not going to believe what he's had to run and hide into his dorm room. He's a senior, and people are yelling at him, calling him murderer and such. Uh, I'll hear, you'll hear it from his own uh, mouth uh, at a press conference that CNN wouldn't carry, uh, nor would MSNBC. They would never. All right, that's coming up next, plus your call. Chris Crockin for Eric and Gary. They'll be back on Sunday night into Monday. They're having a nice long weekend. Across America, it's Red Eye Radio. I'm Chris Crockin. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. Across America, Red Eye Radio. I'm Chris Crock in for Gary and Eric. 866-90-RED-EYE is our number. Let's hear the UPenn student, uh, Jewish UPenn student, E.L. Yacobi. Just listen to a piece of what he said the other day. Because 36 hours ago, I, along with most of campus, sought refuge in our rooms. As classmates and professors chanted proudly for the genocide of Jews while igniting smoke bombs and defacing school property. The neighboring university's president immediately released a statement describing this as a brazen display of... He goes on to say uh, nobody at UPenn did. It's unbelievable, though. There's there's violence, there's threats, there's direct calling of genocide and stuff like that on our Jewish friends. It's just disgusting. So, uh, that is what's going on at Penn. They just lost a $100 million donation over it, too, which is uh, good. But uh, even... Pfizer's president, Albert Borla, said it's one of the most despicable moments in the history of U.S. academia, and I agree. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood. 
It's Red Eye Radio, with talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. For Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, Chris Kroc, this is Red Eye Radio. Across America, it's Red Eye Radio. Chris Kroc in for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. They're taking a long weekend. They'll be back Sunday night into Monday morning. So much going on in our country and our world today. Uh, This is pretty amazing. Did you see that Melania, Donald Trump's wife, former first lady, says that she wants Tucker Carlson to be Trump's vice president? Isn't that amazing? I had to. I, I didn't think it was real. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Now I am a, a huge fan of Tucker Carlson. I was talking to uh, our producer Brian here of Red Eye Radio, and he's like, "What is he doing lately?" And you know, he's got a show on Twitter. I, I don't call it X. I think that's just so stupid. And um, he, uh, it's pretty amazing because he he's got his own show. And I watch it pretty religiously when it comes on on Twitter. I retweet it and watch it and such, and I enjoy it. I'm a fan. So do not uh, get me wrong. I would love to have him as the vice president, but I think it's laughable. Um, I mean, anything can happen, and you, I, you know, I could have said years ago that a uh, reality television star would be our president. You would have laughed at it. In fact, I always thought it was a, a total and complete joke when Trump was running Year after year, I always kind of laughed it off. And I didn't kind of totally. I'm like, it's just, it's, 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 it's a show. But he did it, and he was fantastic. And I know there's a lot of issues people have and such. But I, I, I as I've been watching, and we'll do some a few tiny little highlights from the debate still with the RNC. And there's some news about CNN saying they're going to do. You're not going to believe what they're going to say about debates with the Republicans. It's just like, are you kidding me? But we'll get to that in a little bit. But I do think that it's completely obvious now that Trump is the nominee. And I don't think that the the needle will be moved at all. And I think if I was DeSantis, I, I'm not a fan of Nikki Haley's. She's fine if she's a cabinet member, but I'm not a fan of hers otherwise. But I think a DeSantis would be good as a back up in case something would happen in the run-up to the election for Trump. So I, if I would descend, I'd stick in as long as I could, just in case something. But other than that, it's over. I mean, it's totally over. So I think that that's the fact. And um, I think that it's become real to me that Trump is going to be the candidate, and it's become real to me that he will be able to do a good job with the second term and get a lot done. I just wish he had eight years. But so Melania comes out and says that she wants Tucker Carlson to be her vice president, the vice president pick for uh, for Donald Trump, which I think is uh, funny. And uh, I don't think he would do it. But the this came out in an Axios story today. Trump's loyalty first cabinet picks may include Steve Bannon and Stephen Miller. Now, I'll share with you who some of these people are. 
I'm going to throw it out right now for you. Would you actually support Tucker Carlson for vice president on a Trump ticket? I can't say that without laughing. I'm sorry. And who do you think should be Trump's vice presidential candidate? Who do you think would be good? And who would you want on a Trump cabinet with the Trump administration? Because I actually have a list of people that Axios reports are going to be on his cabinet if he's reelected, which I actually think he's going to be the nominee, and I do think there's a good chance of him getting elected, especially when you hear what I will be sharing with you from a story that is uh, very scary for the Democrats about where this election is heading, according to their own brand-new research, the New York uh, Times reported on it today. And it's really bad news for Joe and for the Democrats. I'll share that with you in a minute. But who would you... uh, Would you support a Tucker Carlson for vice president on a Trump ticket? And who do you think should be Trump's vice presidential candidate? And who would you want on a Trump cabinet with the Trump administration? Uh, 866-90-RED-EYE is our number. That's 866-907-3339. Let me share what he's got with you. Again, I've really come around to saying I want Trump to be the president again. And I think he will do an amazing job, and I think he's the man to do it. It's been amazing to to watch. I was listening to Martha McCallum's show on Fox earlier Thursday. And she had uh, a guy who really does not like Trump at all, Andy McCarthy, former federal prosecutor of the Southern District of New York. I think he was a former Bush administration official as well. And uh, McCarthy was set, said that this whole thing going on in New York in that trial is such a – there's nobody that's been harmed. Deutsche Bank made all of its money. All the banks made all their money. There is no victim. There's nobody in this case that is victimized. And that this is all a political persecution. And to have somebody that really despises Trump, like Andy McCarthy, say that is pretty, pretty powerful. And that this, if this, if he was a, wasn't a conservative, there'd be no prosecution. And I, I totally agree. And so they also marveled that with Donald Trump, every time they put charges on him, every time they brought a case, two federal, two state, every time his poll numbers went up and up and up and up. To the point now where he's between, he's 54, 54 points ahead of uh, DeSantis and of Haley. I mean, it's done. And it turns out he was wise to not go to these debates. And it's just something we've never seen and we'll probably never see again. But I think it's inevitable that he's going to be the nominee, and I think it's quite possible. I think it's very possible. I think he's going to be the next president again. I hope so. So here's who Axios says will be on the Trump cabinet. Stephen Miller, which is great. I uh, love he's just so direct and in a good way over the top. J.D. Vance from Ohio. Cash Patel. Cash is a great one. I like him a lot. Steve Bannon may be returning to the office to advise. And then there's a whole litany of people that could get the nominations. We have, for vice president, they're saying either J.D. Vance, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, South South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem, Byron Donalds, the Republican from Florida. He's a strong conservative Trump supporter out of Florida. Uh, As they say, he's one of the few black Republicans in Congress. And um, But then Melania says she wants to have Tucker as her vice president, which is... Pretty pretty funny. 
and um, it'd be fine with me, but that's pretty out there. He was asked by, he was on Ro- Rosie O'Donnell's show, believe it or not. She has a, a, a pretty well-watched social media show on uh, YouTube, and I heard her with Tucker, and she asked him, they asked him if he would run as his vice president, he kind of laughed at it. But never know. So, uh, so let's see. Mike Davis is the guy who said they're going to put we're going to put p- kids back in cages. <laughs> they're just using the line the Democrats use about Trump, which is the same stuff that Joe Biden does. Same thing Barack Obama did. They're like, okay, we'll call it kids in cages. Yes, we're going to put kids back in cages. Um, see Bannon, Kesh Patel, and then a bunch of others mentioned here. Um, Rick Grinnell, remember him? They try to say that uh, Donald Trump is uh, is uh, anti-gay, but Rick Grinnell is an openly gay uh, top official in the Trump campaign before, and he will be again if uh, Trump's reelected. They say John Ratcliffe again for the possible DNI or head of the CIA. Tom Cotton from uh, Arkansas could be one of the officials. Jamie Dimon possible as the Commerce Secretary. The uh, well-known J.P. Chase Morgan Chase, uh, what is it, J.P. Chase Morgan CEO, Lee Zeldin, uh, former congressman, well liked, almost won the governorship of uh, New York State. Jared Kushner, which would be fantastic. He was amazing with uh, peace in the Middle East. So that's some of the people that uh, Axios says he's uh, looking at for his is uh, Trump's uh, uh, cabinet. But uh, Melania wants Tucker. Quite interesting. 86690 Red A is our number. That's 866-907-3339. Would you want a Tucker Carlson for vice president with Trump? And uh, who do you think should be his vice presidential candidate? And who do you want on a Trump cabinet with the Trump administration if he is uh, elected? Uh, that's the questions for you. Now, I also want to get into the research that was released by this was reported in the New York Times and uh, this was from a story it was in the New York Times uh, today and it was talking about the headline is this is grim and it is a study that they did they took uh, to, they stir, they surveyed 2,500 people from every swing state for president, every swing district for Senate, not swing district, but swing state for president, swing state for uh, Senate, and uh, every swing district for Congress. All these vulnerable places. And they surveyed... Across the board, all of these very, very liberal uh, associations. Uh, Not associations, but people. And they surveyed folks. I'm going to get this down here. I got the uh, the exact quotation I want to do for you Uh, in, in here because it's something else. They surveyed the LGBTQ community, LGBTQ plus community. They surveyed, um, got it right here. Here we go. Let me go down a little bit because this is really something 
else. Um, but they said that they surveyed um, 2,500 people. It was uh, James Carville, another well-known Democrat researcher and uh, numbers cruncher and uh, such. And they went to all these swing areas, and they found out that the young people, uh, Generation Z, LGBTQ+, black, Hispanic, like literally every single category that you would think would go Democrat. And uh, women who are married, single women, college-educated women, and they all rate Trump higher than Biden in these swing areas. And so the analysis from the New York, the uh, Democrat fundraiser, it was a Democrat uh, analysis, uh, analyst guy who crunches the numbers and does the surveys, in conjunction with James Carville. And, the, and his analysis in the email of the Democrats was, this is grim. So, I mean, it does not get worse than that. And I'm going to give you the exact quote and the names because I'm, I'm a little off on that. Um, oh, I got it right here. Okay. Uh, where's the, this here is, this is Graham. Here you go. From November 5th through November 11th, Democracy Corps, a Democrat advisor group founded by Stan Greenberg and James Carville, surveyed the New York Times reports 2,500 voters in the presidential and Senate battleground states, as well as competitive House districts. In, in an email, Greenberg summarized the results. This is Grimm. The study, he said, found that collectively voters in the Democrat base of blacks, Hispanics, Asians, LGBTQ plus community, Gen Z, millennials, unmarried, and college women give Trump higher approval ratings than Biden. I mean, that's amazing. So, do you think Trump will beat Biden hands down? Is this, is it now inevitable, inevitable that it'll be Trump versus Biden and that Trump will win this time? And do you think Biden will step down? And do you think the Democrats can somehow get Joe Biden to step aside? We're going to talk about that coming up next. Across America, it's Chris Kroc in for Eric and Gary on Red Eye Radio. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. Across America, Chris Croc in for Eric and Gary. Gary McNamara, Carly on Red Eye Radio. Uh, 866-90-RED-EYE is our number, 866-907-3339. Uh, this is grim for Democrats, they say. Uh, James Carville uh, and another gentleman uh, surveyed 2,500 voters, swing areas all over the country, blacks, Hispanics, Asians, gay community, uh, Gen Z, millennials, unmarried college women, giving, up, uh, giving Trump higher approval ratings than Biden. Wowie, wowie. So the question I'm asking is, uh, do you think Trump beats Biden hands down? Is it inevitable it'll be Trump versus Biden? And do you think Biden, and will Trump win this time? I actually do think so. And I don't want to be rosy goggles and, you know, starry-eyed and not be smart about this, but I do think so. And do you think Biden will step down? Do you think Democrats can get him to step aside? I don't think they can get him. I think his ego is massive. And I think also that... um, 
that he he will not, and it's him. He loves doing it, and not a Dr. Jill also loves it almost as much as he does. All right, let's go to uh, Ron. Ron, you are in Kansas City, and you're on Red Eye Radio. Hi, Ron. Hi, uh, Chris. Um, um, this is the first time I've uh, called the uh, overnight show in, uh, in Kansas City. Um, um, I, I thought I like the uh, I like Christy Nome for BP. Yes, uh, but she got she got kind of weak kneed during the uh, transgender against women thing. Yeah, I don't know why. And I kind I kind of faltered on her, but I, I've never faltered on Mike Pompeo. He, you he know just what's looked funny? like somebody that was strong as Secretary of State, and I thought that uh, you know that would always look good to Trump there. I thought but that he, Trump and him looked, had a falling out of some sort, but if not, then Pompeo maybe, would be great. Maybe they, yeah, I've, I've never heard. Uh, I've, I've never really heard. Well, I, somehow that that sounds familiar to me. Yeah. but I never got to the bottom of it. Right. Uh, what what it was. But you know, whenever I've heard Pompeo talk, he's always he just refers to the Trump era as as a good thing, and so I thought that he that that sounded like loyal enough. In fact, I was kind of su- surprised about Steve Bannon and the cabinet thing because uh, it, I thought he uh, you know, Bannon and he had a, uh, a falling out. I don't know. But, I don't know on that either. But, but I will tell you this: uh, people have totally come around to realizing no wars with Donald Trump, prosperity. No inflation, low inflation, and yep. low gas prices, and uh, tons of prosperity, and it is how my how this world has how our country has fallen apart horribly and I'm a, uh, quickly. I'm a, total, I'm a total Trump supporter, and I believe that if somebody can fix stuff, he's he's got the intellect to do it. He's he's a special intellect. He- appreciate your call very much. So I appreciate Kansas City, brother. Uh, let's go to Robert in Malvern, Arkansas. You are on Red Eye Radio. Hi, Robert. Well, Mr. Cross, you posed the question, Tucker Carlson as VP. Mm-hmm. Which I is will, like, yeah. I will, I will repose it to you. When Trump ran, someone said, why Donald Trump? Donald Trump said, why not me? So why not Tucker Carlson? They align. Both of them are boisterous, and neither one of them needs the money. So neither one of them can be bridled in a good way. Exactly. You However, can hobble that horse. Yeah. Well, um, however, uh, I don't know if Tucker really would want to do that. Um, no, you know. I don't think that he would, but I'm just saying Right. Uh, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. No, no, it wouldn't be a bad thing, but I just don't think it's going to happen. I, I love that. You know, no. Melania may have, asked, may have done it just to, just to tweak people like Trump does things, you know what I mean? <laughs> you never know. Oh, but yeah. uh, but anyway, I, I appreciate your call, Robert. Thank you. All right, uh, John and Albany, stand by. Plus your call, 866-90-RED-EYE. Across America, Red Eye Radio, Chris Crockin for Eric and Gary.
Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. Now for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, Chris Crock. Across America, Red Eye Radio, Chris Crock in for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. 866-90-RED-EYE is our number, 866-907-3339. Two things. Axios reporting that the Trump Loyalty first cabin is what they say. Picks may include Bannon and Miller, Stephen Miller and Bannon, but also J.D. Vance uh, and Steve, Ban- Steve Bannon, Senator J.D. D- D- Vance of Ohio. Cash Patel would be great. Stephen Miller's great. I love him. They're also saying that uh, Tucker Carlson, according to Melania, she, that she says he'd be great, but they'll say for vice president could be Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She would be fantastic, honestly. I think J.D. Vance is great, but I'd like him as a senator, not as a cabinet member. I don't want to lose him in that. Byron Donalds, which is a – he's a gr- – I love him. He's a really awesome uh, African-American Republican from Florida, and he is a huge Trump supporter, and he is just perfect. He would be amazing. Melania wants to talk her, which I think is funny. I'd be fine with that, but that's funny. And then also others are going to come back. Um, in addition to ones I mentioned for the cabinet – they have mentioned, uh, let's see, uh, Rick Grinnell, and he'll come back possibly as um, he was acting DNI. He could come back as Secretary of State. That's awesome. I think that'd be great. He is fantastic. Uh, John Ratcliffe again, which is fantastic. Jamie Diamond from uh, uh, JP Chase Morgan, JP Morgan Chase CEO. Lee Zeldin, Tom Cotton, Jared Kushner. Jared helped literally make this Middle East peace with Trump at the helm. So uh, who, I think it's already baked in the cake. It's going to be Trump on the nominee, and I think he's got a very good chance of beating Biden, and I don't think Biden's going to step aside. So some of the questions on this is, would you support Tucker for vice president with Trump? And who do you think should be his vice presidential candidate? And who would you want on his Trump cabinet? And then do you think, with this other analysis I've shared with you tonight, or this morning I should say, uh, from November 5th through 11th, Democracy Corps, which is a Democrat advisory group founded by Stan Greenberg and James Carville, the Raging Cajun, they surveyed 2,500 voters in presidential and Senate battleground states and competitive House districts, and they found that blacks, Hispanics, Asians, LGBTQ+, community, Gen Z, millennials, unmarried, and college women give Trump higher approval ratings than Biden. It's incredible. And they sent out an email to uh, the D- Democrat uh, followers, and they said, this is grim. And it sure is. So on that same vein, do you think Trump will beat Biden hands down? Or is it now inevitable that it'll be Trump versus, is it now inevitable that it'll be Trump versus Biden and that Trump will win this time? And do you think Biden will step down? Do you think Democrats can actually get him to step aside? Eight six six ninety red eye is our number, Eight six six nine zero seven thirty three thirty nine. I do not think they're going to get him to step aside. Biden adore he loves the plaudits and the laudits. He will never give it up. His, uh, his hubris, his ego is his biggest Achilles heel. And I think that's what got him into the situation with his corruption with Hunter. And I think that he became lazy and entitled the second half of this whole uh, lengthy corruption he's done with his son. And I think that will get him jackpotted eventually. Might not be a while. But I also want us to remember, like, I love telling this story. I was on, uh, in the middle of uh, former President Barack Hussein Obama 
and Mrs. Hussein Obama's in his camp in the middle of his camp his second run for president. I was at a men's retreat with my church, and I had a guy who got angry. He's like he he, he didn't understand what I what I knew. He's like, there's no way they're gonna reelect him. He's failing. He's, look at this. Oh, I'm like, dude, you take the glasses off, man. It's not you and me. It's not. The, it's not us. You're not seeing what everybody. You know, there's a lot of stupid people out there, and a lot of people that just follow him and love him and adore him. He's literally running the presidency now. This is his second term. His third term. All top Obama people running it underneath this, telling uh, Biden what to do, and. Um, so people didn't see it because they're like, thought it was obvious that people that were blinded on, on, on our side of it, more conservative folk didn't see the truth. And so I don't want to say that Trump is going to win. I believe he will, but I don't want to say it with these rose colored glasses, uh, that are biased and can't see the bigger picture, which is not in the Republican, uh, conservative sphere. It is uh, the view that can take in all of it, and it's hard to do that for many of us, including me. I really do believe that this could be a – I don't know if it will be a Reagan moment. It might end up being that, but I think this is so big because it's bigger. It's people's wallets. It's war going on. It is our weakness. It is our um, our economy. They're people's wallets. Grocery prices. And we're being lied to and told, you know, oh, it's, inflation's down. No, it's not, dude. It's 3.2%, but it's still 9% last year and uh, 4.5% the previous year. And nothing's gone down, nor, nor nothing will. We're still paying. And they go, oh, gas prices are low. Oh, they're, they're lower than, than when? Oh, a year ago. Well, dude, you, it's still $1.38 last time I checked more per gallon, no matter how low it is right now, than when Joe Biden took over. And they're seeing Iran get billions to kill our Jewish brothers and sisters for uh, Hamas and Hezbollah. And they're seeing a man who is feckless and who has caused two world wars to take place. Two wars to take place. And we're on the precipice of World War Three because of him. So I, I think it's uh, we do have a very good chance of, of winning this time. But I don't want to be too rosy. What do you think, guys? Uh, eight, uh, what is the number? 866 90 Zero seven thirty three thirty nine. Let's go to John in Albany, New York, where there was a case of uh, uh, terrorism. Uh, uh, police took into custody a man who yelled, uh, "This is for Palestine!" and shot two shotgun rounds at. Uh, he yelled, "Free Palestine!" outside of a synagogue, shooting two shotgun shell rounds or shotgun rounds at the synagogue today. So sad stuff, John. Appreciate your call, sir, from Albany. Hey, great to hear you. You you do an excellent job. Thank you. Uh, let's let's start with your survey. I don't put one iota of thought towards that survey. Okay. I believe it's nothing but Democratic fake news. Uh, if this was such a, you know, th- this is like the the Dallas Cowboys talking about the San Francisco Forty Nine ers. Oh, wait, I think you see talking hey, about hey, the Super Bowl. Hey, we're good. We're we're gonna lose. We're gonna right. lose, guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, we're going to leak that out there so, you know, they should think that we're weak. Remember Rush Limbaugh used to say, mm-hmm. you know, surveys up until two weeks before the election tell you what they want you to believe. Right. And okay. then in the last, yeah. last couple of weeks, they tell you the truth. So I don't put anything in that. 
Good point. I love Melania Trump. I think I think she's a brilliant lady. I don't want her picking anybody. She's the first lady. That's it. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Uh, I agree. <clears throat> to be honest with you, Steve Bannon failed the first time around. One of Trump's downfalls was the people around him were not loyal. They were not good. People. Correct. Correct. And I think if he gets in again, he's got to pick better. Vice President Lee Zeldin from New York. Uh, Lee Zeldin. That would be right now, awesome. Especially I love with, Lee Zeldin. What's going on in the country with the anti-Semitism and so on and so forth, he's going to carry a big Jewish vote. He's a, he's a very bright man, and I think he could help in New York. So New I didn't York know this. Flipped. So Lee Zeldin is Jewish. Lee Zeldin's Jewish? I, I yeah. didn't know that for sure. Okay, cool. He is. He's from Long Island. He has a very strong backing, and Lee Zeldin almost did it in New York. He almost yes. flipped the state. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I, and, I, I, I was so I wanted that so badly, and he is such a leader. Right, and I love that guy. I think, I think with what's going on, mm-hmm. you know, you 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 got a lot of Jewish people that are out there saying, you know, who do we want? And and they've seen what's happened. Our yeah. best ally that we've ever had in the history of this country, mm-hmm. people in America trying to, to go against them. Come on, yes. give me a break. Yes. And, and, you know, if anything, we should be out there helping Israel any way we can. You, you know what, too? And, and by I, the way, I Joe think, Biden, the day after he came out, remember when he said earlier in the war, he said, uh, you know, I don't believe those numbers from Hamas. And then the next day, mm-hmm. he, the next day he went privately to three Muslim, so-called lead, Muslim leaders, and apologized to them, and said, "Please, Absolutely. you know, I, I didn't know what I was saying. Please forgive me. I'm so sorry." And he hugged one of them. Like he, he genuinely, he like bowed. Well, I mean, and one thing too, don't don't ever think for a minute Joe Biden's making any decision. Number one. Number two, Hussein is or Obama's not making any decisions. Did you read Jason Chaffin's book, The The Puppeteers? No. Okay. I want you to get a copy of it. The Puppeteers by Jason Chaffin. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it I, I don't know how much hair you got. I've never seen your picture, but if you have any hair, I've got a full head of hair, my friend. Uh, okay. You can see my picture on my strong. Twitter profile and you can follow me at Chris Croc Show. That's at Chris Croc Show C H R I S K R O K. All right. I will do that. Chaffin talks about the puppeteers. They are the people that are running BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street. Right. They're the biggest funds in the country. Correct. When you, If you read the first four chapters of that book, it will give you a whole different outlook on all of this stuff. Okay? And really, as you know, with Joe, we got the breakfast at Bernie's there. They got him propped up. Uh, you know what? If that man was told in public by a boss, like in a job, you better get to work right now, mm-hmm. anybody that saw that would call that elder abuse. They would call it elder abuse. The poor man doesn't even know where he is half the time. Half the time, so, you're right. No, he, he should not be out there. Not at all. Not at all. But they're stuck. They're stuck. Because if they take him out, then he will not. He, he will you know, not surrender this, this off. He will not stop. He is convinced he's the only one. And he's the only one. And he even it was so funny because he even said the other day, as you know, that uh, he literally said at a Democrat fundraiser. And as Dana Perino said on the five, she's like, when these behind closed doors at fundraisers are when they say the truth. And he says that he's not sure if he would have been running if Trump wasn't rerunning. 
and then the next day he had to walk it back. That. So he yeah. was into. He said he was mm-hmm. not. He was not sure if he would even run if Trump wasn't running again. Meaning he knows he's really yeah. needs to hang it up here. But but now that Trump did did he's going to, and then the next day he walked that back. So he's not sure if he's unsure. That he is that far of a. He's, actually, hold on. It's not that he's that far gone. It's that he's that indecisive and unsure of anything. He was that way, I think, 10, 20 years ago. All right, now, coming up next, I want to talk to you. We've got uh, Kurt in Michigan City, Indiana, talks about Tucker. we got Tim in Milwaukee, the great city of Milwaukee, uh, where they just uh, said they're no longer going to be picking up Christmas trees anymore. Uh, uh, you know, used to be able to leave them out for your garbage afterwards. It's just a crazy, sad place uh, that's going on there with what's going on with their politics and the decay that, of, of such. But we'll talk to both Tim and Kurt coming up next. Plus your call, 866-90-RED-EYE, 866-907-3339. Across America, it's Chris Crock in for Gary and Eric on Red Eye Radio. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. Chris Crockett for Eric and Gary across America, Red Eye Radio. Let's go to uh, let's go to Tim in Milwaukee County, Wisconsin, which is of course Milwaukee. Tim, you're on Red Eye Radio. Hi, hi. Uh, doing a good job here. Hey, hey. I, got a, uh, I don't know if this I don't know if this will happen or not, but I think a spectacular pick for Vice President, Mike Pompeo. Mike Pompeo. Yep, he just exudes. Confidence and knowledge, and he's been in every, just about every uh, part of the world, you know, dissecting it in the past under Trump. Before. I agree, and I've always liked him. However, I thought they may have had a falling out, but I could be wrong on that. They did, they did, but falling outs are able to heal for the better yes. of the country, you know. And good people are hard to find, and Pompeo is very good. I agree with you, friend. Thank you very much. Let's go to Kurt in Michigan City, Indiana. Kurt, you're on Red Eye Radio. Hey, good morning. Uh, regarding Tucker Carlson, mm-hmm. uh, I think not. And the reason is, is because you recall, before he got the Kiwi injection from Fox uh, News. The he, Kiwi? Uh, wait, would you say the wait. Kiwi injection? Yes, the Kiwi I've, injection. I've never heard of that, but kiwi, I heard the shaft. Uh, El Kiwi. Yeah, Kiwi boot polish. Mm. Insert boot in rear end and out okay. you go. Kiwi I'm thinking injection. of the fruit. We use that in the military. I got gotcha. you. That's, no, gr- that's great, injection. brother. Boot polish. Yeah. There hey. you go. So if you recall, uh, in those emails that came out that were leaked out between him, yeah. uh, Sean Hannity, and Laura Ingram, uh, I believe uh, he said, uh, Tucker said that, Trump is is either insane or nuts. I think he said he was insane. It was either insane or nuts? One of the two. Well, Tucker well, has publicly Tucker Carlson Tucker has publicly said uh, that he the moment that Trump was uh, was uh, uh, raided that he uh, immediately said he's voting for him and became a complete supporter. And he says if he gets uh, jailed, he will um, donate to his campaign to the fullest extent and march for him. So that's about as supportive as you can get. Appreciate your call.
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio with talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, Chris Crock. This is Red Eye Radio. Across America, it is Red Eye Radio. Chris Crock in for Eric and Gary. They will be back after a long weekend. They'll be back, of course, Sunday night into Monday morning. And it's always a thrill and a pleasure working with you and being here through the night. And uh, that's kind of cool. So we're going to get into um, a couple things. We're going to first get into Hunter Biden breaking the tonight. He is uh, into this morning, of course. Hunter Biden... Facing new indictment in California. And depending on who you listen to and how big of a deal this is to you and and whatever, but depending on what you read, uh, this supposedly is a really big deal. You can probably tell I already don't think it is, and I'll tell you why in a second. But the Central District of California, Los Angeles, California, uh, federal grand jury handing down a uh, nine-count indictment for a four-year scheme to not pay at least $1.4 million in federal taxes between 2016 and 2019. Uh, they say that uh, Joe, uh, Hunter Biden spent millions on an extravagant lifestyle, including membership to sex clubs, more than $188,000 on adult entertainment, rather than paying his taxes. And Hunter Biden pleaded not guilty in October as well to federal gun charges in the District of Delaware. Now, I, here's why I do not think this is going to, uh, this is not the end-all, be-all, and people that are excited about this shouldn't be, in my opinion. Because it's kind of a, oh, oops, look at this, guys. I, I would love to come and, and um, gee, I would love to come and, and testify in front of the House um, because they, they again came out this morning, the, the uh, House James Comer and uh, uh, Jim, John, Jim Jordan, and, Jim Jordan and, and James Comer came out again and said, listen, you will be testifying. And they sent him a subpoena. You're subpoenaed. You're going to show up Wednesday morning, a week from two days ago. So what, in uh, four, five, five, six days from now? That uh, he's going to be testifying at 930 in the morning, Wednesday morning. And, and this is not a public one in front of the country on television. This is a closed-door one. And this is where you can be asked 400 questions for hours and hours on end until every question is answered over and over again until, you know, it's it's a deposition for as long as it takes. And with Hunter, it's going to take a long, long time, as we know. Hundreds and hundreds of questions. What Hunter, uh, the game he played with his attorneys is, oh, yeah, he, he would love to testify. He'll testify, but not, not behind the scenes where you can, they said, where you can, uh, you know, uh, falsely report, uh, what was said or, you know, edit it out. He will report, he will, uh, testify in public at a public hearing. 
And they said, no, you're not going to do that. Yeah, you, you'll have a public hearing later, but this is not going to be a public hearing. This is a behind-closed-doors testimony with uh, uh, deposition, which, same thing as the public one, it's under the penalty of perjury. But here's the thing. Hunter wants to do the public one because the public one is only five minutes long, that each each representative that would have him under oath is five minutes long, and he will stall. It'll be a clown show. That's all it'll be. And he'll be irreverent and uh, play games with them. And uh, that's all that is. He'll do that. But he will not do one where he actually is asked hundreds of questions. And when he evades it, he'll say, well, what about this? What about that? Okay, well, this happened. Well, wait, you said this, but now you're saying this. Which one is it here? You're under oath. That's how you nail him. Because he can't hide. And they'll just keep asking him questions until they get the answer they they require. And if he contradicts himself, then he has to either say he was wrong or I, I'm wrong. I Oops, I was wrong about that. Why? And then did you lie? You know, that's where he can get in big trouble. And he, he was not going to do that. And so they were going to hold him in contempt. And if you hold him in contempt, that means they can arrest him and put him in jail. And that's exactly what the Biden Department of Justice did to... I can't remember the Trump official now, Steve Bannon. They put him in jail, and they ended up putting him in solitary confinement. It's unbelievable what they did to him. And they would be able to uh, jail Hunter Biden and say, you're going to testify, and until then, we're going to keep you in the jail. I mean, it's how anybody else would be treated. You cannot refuse to testify if you're subpoenaed by Congress. But then guess what happened? Oh, so this morning they said, we're going to do a subpoena. We're going to subpoena you. You will testify. And then, oh, this afternoon what comes out? Oh, gee, guys, I'd love to testify. I was ready to testify, guys, but, oh, gee, would you? Can you believe it? Oh, no. I just got indicted. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to incriminate myself. I uh, plead the fifth here because now I have a criminal trial coming up, and I'm not going to... Not going to incriminate myself, excuse me. Um, how convenient. All these nice things conveniently happen, don't they? Gee, um, we, uh, we, you know, with uh, with Trump, oh, gosh, we're about to do this with Joe, or, or this is about this, about bombs about to drop with Joe. Oh, Trump's indicted. Uh, this bomb's about to drop with Joe. Oh, we're going to raid Mar-a-Lago. You name it, the timing of so many things aligns so well, and it just all is a coincidence, isn't it? So, I do. And second of all, I heard uh, Brett Tolman, former U.S. attorney on Fox uh, Thursday night, and he really confirmed it for me. He's like, "Now this is—they're going to give him a slap on the wrist." Hunter will refuse to testify in front of Congress under oath behind closed doors, and he'll he'll plead the fifth, and then he won't be saying anything, and he'll be able to point to the criminal trial coming up. And I heard somebody I work with uh, at my home station of WBAP, a a proud Red Eye Radio affiliate in uh, Dallas-Fort Worth, you can listen uh, to uh, my show weekday nights at WBAP.com. And, but, um, we talked about this too, is, um, 
So they're going to say, well, gee, um, I, I, uh, I can't testify. And then somebody with me that works with me said uh, earlier, uh, before the show started tonight, uh, in the previous night and Thursday night, I said, oh, well, this is going to take Joe Biden down. And I'm like, what? Okay, this is going to do Joe Biden. And I said, how? And, well, this will uh, bring Biden down with him. And I, I don't think so at all. I think this is the perfect design by the Justice Department to make Hunter unavailable. And this isn't going to bring Joe in on it because it doesn't uh, bring Joe into the charges. Joe's going to say, my son's innocent, he's incredible, it's all lies, even though we have pictures of him with these people, these business partners. He's got 300-plus e- emails with uh, one of uh, Hunter's, uh, Schwerin, Eric Schwerin, I think it was, or Devin Archer, one of those, Eric Schwerin. And uh, he's met with these people dozens of times, his business partners in the White House when he was vice president, vice president's office. And uh, it's all obvious. But he'll just keep lying openly. Oh, it's a lie. I was no, I was no pictures of. <laughs> I don't know. They're gonna show him the picture with him and them, and go, "Hey, well, here you are with them." Well, I don't know. That's a lie. <laughs> just keep walking. But he's just gonna keep saying he has no idea. He's he's not involved with it. He has no idea about his son's business, and he's innocent. Did nothing wrong. Great kid. Brilliant genius. And I think they're going to give him a slap on the wrist. What they're not doing is they're not charging Hunter. For a FARA violation, Foreign Agent Registration Act, which he absolutely did. He had he had foreign lobbying and made millions and tens of millions of dollars in uh, selling his dad's influence. But he made twenty to twenty-seven million, I believe, between twenty-four through twenty-fourteen and twenty-fifteen. And they're not bringing that up. And by the way, there is no statute of limitations on your taxes when you are when you lied. And you did fraud. You committed fraud with your taxes. And he did. So they're not prosecuting 2014 and 2015 where there are tens of millions of dollars of income that he didn't report. Because that would be a whole nother level. And they ain't going to do that. And they didn't do that. So they're not doing fair. They're not doing 2014 and 2015. And uh, this is only $1.4 million in federal taxes. And what's going to happen? The sugar daddy again from that uh, attorney slash uh, entertainment guy or producer guy that's a sugar daddy is going to pay off the fine and uh, they'll give him some supervision. Oh, but he's got the gun charge. They're not going to put him in jail for the gun charge. Mm -mm. I don't think so. So uh, I want to ask you about that. Hear your thoughts on that as well at uh, Red Eye Radio. Do you think Hunter will actually use... This these new charges today to get out of test get out of testifying for the House subpoena. And do you think this is a sweetheart deal for Hunter? And do you think this will take down Joe Biden? Eight six six ninety Red Eye is our number. That's eight six six nine zero seven thirty three thirty nine. Eight six six nine zero seven thirty three thirty nine. So I I think this is absolutely the perfect excuse provided by the Biden Dust Department. To uh, keep him from subpoena being uh, having to say anything in the subpoena for the house, so that way he won't get nailed under oath. And I think it's a sweetheart deal because it keeps him quiet now for a year or so. And I think that Joe will, if Joe does not win the election in that last month of his presidency, between losing election and uh, leaving office, he will pardon Hunter. 
And I think that if Joe stays in the office and somehow wins, which would be unbelievable and, and very sad for the country and for him, I think that uh, Hunter will get a slap on the wrist. And I do not think this will take down Joe because he'll just deny it all. And, uh, and unless he loses the White House, no, this isn't going to take him down. Uh, he's got everything rigged with his uh, Justice Department and uh, the media will cover for him. They always do, and they always will. Orange man, bad. That'll keep playing. 866-90-RED-EYE is our number. That's 866-907-3339. Also coming up next, I wanted to uh, wanted to get into this one, too. The UNLV gunman is ID'd. And it is not the normal profile from what we've seen. I want to get into what we've learned um, about this guy who was accused of, well, he's dead. It's unbelievable, though. He does not fit any of the profiles. And there was no AR-15, no weapons of war. So we'll get into all that. I'll give you the details of that case also coming up. Next, it's Chris Crock in for Eric and Gary on Red Eye Radio. Brought to you by Hotshot Secret. Hi, I'm Jen Loomis, a transport safety expert at J.J. Keller, and I'm here to share a tip on speed and space management. In order to manage speed, you need to understand the four factors involved in stopping a vehicle. Perception distance is the distance a vehicle travels from the time you see a hazard until your brain recognizes it. The perception time for an alert driver is approximately three-fourths of a second. Reaction distance is the distance a vehicle travels from the time your brain tells your foot to move from the accelerator until your foot hits the brake pedal. The average driver has a reaction time of three-fourths of a second. Brake lag distance also needs to be taken into account. When operating a vehicle with air brakes, it takes about half a second for the mechanical operation to take place. Finally, braking distance is the distance it takes a vehicle to stop once the brakes are applied. Braking distance is affected by the weight, length, and speed of the vehicle, as well as road condition. This tip was brought to you by J.J. Keller and Associates. Visit us at jjkeller.com. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. Chris Crock in for Eric and uh, Gary, Gary McNamara, Eric Harley. They're having uh, a little time off. They'll be back on Sunday night and Monday. All right, so Hunter Biden indicted on nine counts of tax evasion. Do you actually think Hunter will use this to get out of testifying for the House subpoenas? I uh, totally believe. Uh, he'll just plead the fifth now. And do you think it's a sweetheart deal for Hunter? As I do. And you think it'll actually take down Joe Biden as something, but I don't think um i wanted to get to before we get into the uh, las vegas shooter in a in a minute we're going to get into some of the republican uh debates and some new announcements from cnn about more debates i'm like are you kidding me we'll get to all that in a second but first let's go to james in tampa james you are on red eye radio hi james hi how you doing good morning um, good morning thanks for taking my call thank you i, I just quick yeah my my quick question was I know everyone's focused on on Hunter Biden and him taking the fifth now. 
to get out of testifying before Congress. But what about Joe Biden's brother? He's not the one. He hasn't been indicted. And the intention was for him also to be called before Congress or to testify behind closed doors. So that's not going to work for him. He has no basis to take the fifth on anything because he hasn't been indicted. Yeah, uh, James is definitely looking like he's in trouble uh, because there's a lot of bad stuff with him. It just hasn't been sniffed out. And it's funny because there was like a chief legal analyst, uh, Breitbart, was reporting on CNN who said that tonight or last night into this morning said that um, it um, this uh, this judge that was asking questions, the Delaware judge, messed it all up. I mean, he was minutes away from getting off and it took a Trump appointed appointed judge, the only one who was not biased in this to say this. Wait a minute. And, and she was just asking normal questions like, hey, I, you can't have the onus be on me to uh, make sure that he follows probation. That's not a judge's job. This has never been done before. And then, hey, um, what is this with with the, um, with the this deal for him? Uh, I've never seen a deal like this before. Can you point to any time in the history of the Justice Department in this country ever making a deal like this? And they said, no, we cannot. And so there were too many questions that were asked. They were very, they were, very, they were actually innocuous, basic questions. They weren't meant to like, well, I'm, you know, gonna gonna prove you wrong. It was just like, hey, uh, what about this? What about this? What, I've never seen this before. And it wasn't even like outrage or anything. It was just like, this doesn't make sense to me. You know, I'm, I, this is not normal. So she literally killed the sweetheart deal. Now, why would we be? Why would we trust though, James? Why would we trust? The same people that brought the sweetheart deal that are now going to prosecute this for real? Do you actually think that's going to happen? I don't think so. Do you? No, I mean, I, I agree absolutely that um, uh, that the, the fix is in, so to speak. That, uh, but in terms of trying to get Joe Biden's brother, James, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, tying, him, tying him to the president, he could, they could still push. Congress should still be pushing forward to have him testify. Yes, and they he will. Has no, he has no basis to take the fifth. Correct, and they will. And I do th- great point on that. And they will. And I think that uh, I also heard two people that were speculating this on Fox were saying that uh, you know are, are more experts in this realm, like as far as legal uh, analysts. Uh, they said that uh, that uh, he won't have a good way to get out, and that he probably will. And he's going to have a lot okay. of stuff to answer for, too. He he wasn't as um, – he's horribly corrupt, but he wasn't as weak, I think, as uh, as Hunter with the drugs and the – I mean, basically, Joe Biden pimped out his son and had him do all the dirty work. You know, I mean, James was happy to, too, but he's a brother, you know. And I'm not saying Hunter's a victim. He's not. He's 50 freaking three years old, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely uh, right, but I mean the main the main thing is connecting the dots with the money. It's the money, the money, right? That came from China and uh, all these other countries, and some of that went yes. through James Biden as well. Oh, it totally did. I appreciate your call. Great point, brother. All right, uh, our number is eight six six ninety red eight six six nine zero seven thirty three thirty nine. Coming up next on Red Eye Radio, we're going to get into uh, the Republican presidential primary debates. Two more with CNN.
Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. Now for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, Chris Crock. Across America, Chris Crock and for Eric and Gary. They'll be back, of course, uh, Sunday night to Monday morning. So, uh, <clears throat> lines wide open for you at 866 90 Red Eye, 866 And we're talking about the Hunter Biden indictment. And uh, I, I think it's going to shield him. He's not going to be testifying at uh, for any House subpoena anymore. He'll say up, plead the fifth. And I do think it's going to be a sweetheart deal. From Do you really think the same federal prosecutor who rigged it and uh, was about to give him a deal that's never been done in the history of this country and the Justice Department, and when asked a few simple questions, could not answer, and the whole deal blew up because it was a sweetheart deal that nobody will ever get? Do you really think he's going to all of a sudden hold his feet to the fire now? I don't think so. And it's a perfect timing release today, the afternoon after he's about to get subpoenaed. Oh, he's being subpoenaed and, and forced to show up uh, under the threat of being uh, arrested and put in jail for refusing to testify behind closed doors. So now he's got the perfect out. And I don't think this is going to take Joe Biden down, not just yet. I, I, I just don't think that's going to happen. Eventually it could, and I hope it does, and it should, but we'll see. But the other thing I wanted to get into is the, uh, and before we get into this uh, UNLV gunman, this is pretty fascinating. We've got some interesting information on that. But I did want to touch on the uh, the, the Republican debates. Can you believe this? Uh, CNN is just announced they're going to host two more Republican presidential debates. Can you believe it? Do we need two more of these things? We've had four. I mean, my gosh, if this was like a Catholic church, it'd be called Our Lady of the Perpetual Debates. <laughs> I mean, what is this? Now, I-, I did think about this, and I thought, well, if it was just Ron DeSantis and uh, Nikki Haley, then it would be worth it, because those are the only two people who have a shot. Chris Christie does not have a shot at anything other than attacking Donald J. Trump. And it's just a nuisance. Vivek Ramaswamy is hysterical. and I mean, he literally turned himself into a homicide bomber. He's like lighting his hair on fire and just lighting a bomb and, you know, strapping to his chest and jumping in the middle of everybody. Going, ah! It's fun to watch. It's funny. It, it is a little off-putting sometimes. But, um, dude, he ain't going to win. Now, look, I, I hope that Trump puts him in as his... Uh, Oh, uh, you know, Commerce Secretary or something like that, or HUD, or HUD um, you know, uh, some kind of a, a cabinet-level position because he's a brilliant businessman and uh, such. But, dude, I mean, no, he's not. He's, at this point, he's just letting his hair on fire and strapping a bomb on a jump in the middle of the crowd. And it's interesting, amusing. We'll play a little. Actually, I'm going to play a few kind of highlights that we'll put together of the uh, debates. Let's see here. Mm, I got a few of them. And, um, well, let's just play this one. We learned 
three things right there. First of all, Chris Christie also doesn't know what provinces in eastern Ukraine he actually wants us to fight for. Chris, your version of foreign policy experience was closing a bridge from New Jersey to New York. Yeah. So do everybody a favor, just walk yeah. yourself off that stage, enjoy a nice meal, yeah. and get the hell out of this yeah, race. Let, let when it comes to Nikki, I think if you're going to actually send your sons and daughters while, to while go die in somebody else's voting, war, while you, you better, voting, excuse me, Chris, I'm speaking, and I'm not done yet. I haven't you had heard the time when you aren't speaking. Gonna be done. So listen up to this. Is if these people want to send your sons and daughters to go die in Ukraine, they've been arguing for it for a year. $200 billion of our taxpayer money sent over, neither of them could even name for you the provinces that they actually want to protect. And this is the people who have been touting their so-called foreign policy experience. It is intellectual fraud. These people are lying to you, the same people who told you about weapons and mass destruction. All right, that was one little piece. One little piece. Here's another one. This is kind of funny. But it's even worse when Republicans try to play the same game. We're talking about that trans issue. And Nikki Haley's campaign launch video sounded like a woke Dylan Mulvaney Bud Light ad talking about how she would kick in heels. At the first debate, she said that only a woman can get this job done. That's what she said. After the third debate, when I criticized Ronna McDaniel after five failed years of leadership of this party and criticized Nikki for her corrupt foreign dealings as a military contractor, she said that I have a woman problem. Nikki, I don't have a woman problem. You have a corruption problem. And I think that that's what people need to know. Nikki is corrupt. This is a woman who will send your kids to die so she can buy a bigger house. This is the problem. Using I <laughs> He's holding up a sign. And or not a sign, but it's like a legal notepad. It says Nikki equals corrupt. <laughs> she doesn't say anything. And uh, apparently she took the strategy of, I'll just let him look like a jerk or something like that. But, dude, I mean, she I've never seen her speechless. She's usually good with swinging back. She didn't do any of that this time. It's quite amusing. I mean, you, I, I can't lie to you. And uh, there's a few other highlights. Uh, it's fun to do this because it's kind of um, very entertaining. Here's some, some like, kind of montage that uh, Fox put together. There's a few of them. You have other candidates up here like Nikki Haley. She caves anytime the left comes after her, anytime the media comes after her. These Wall Street liberal donors, they make money in China. They are not going to let her be tough on China, and she will cave to the donors. The only person more fascist than the Biden regime now is Nikki Haley, who thinks the government should identify every one of those individuals with an ID. Nikki is corrupt. This is a woman who will send your kids to die. So she can buy a bigger house. And in terms of these donors that are supporting me, they're just jealous. They wish that they were supporting them. I love all the attention, fellas. Thank you for that. All right. Here's some more. This is the fourth debate. The fourth debate that you would be voted in the first 20 minutes as the most obnoxious blowhard in America. So shut up for a while. Chris, your version of foreign policy experience was closing a bridge from New Jersey to New York. Yeah. So do everybody a favor. Just walk yeah. yourself off that stage. Enjoy a nice meal. Yeah. And get the hell out of this place. Enjoy a nice meal. Is that a way, uh, uh, mentioning his weight, I guess? I don't, uh, probably. Here we go. Father time is undefeated. The idea that we're going to put someone up there that's almost 80 and there's going to be no effects from that, we all know that that's not true. I'm in this race because the truth needs to be spoken. He is unfit. 
Ah, uh, right. Yeah, Trump is orange man bad, orange man bad. So um, I, I don't see how another two debates. I mean, when I saw this, I'm like, are you flipping kidding me? They're going to be in January. Ooh, CNN says in their story tonight about it, including one just before the Iowa caucuses. Now, in in in, in here's where I actually go, well, wait a minute, because there's actually going to be, it, you have to have the, the CNN debates will only be people who have qualified for three polls that are national kind of, uh, they say like credited or something like, you know, like top polls. And so the only people that have qualified, right, you have to get three, 10 per, 10% or more in three national polls. And they say the only two people that have qualified by that, surprise, 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 will be Nikki Haley and Rhonda Sanders. They both hit 10%, at least three qualifying polls, including one of likely caucus goers in Iowa. That's why, how you can do it. So on that, now that, that does switch it to maybe it'll be interesting because now those are the only, those are the only two people that have a chance at beating Trump and they're not going to. Everybody knows it. They're at 12%. Uh, they're lucky 14 and Trump's at 60 or 54. I mean, it's just ridiculous. But, um, do you think, ask you a few questions here, do you think we need two more debates, really? And who do you think is winning the race for the Republican presidential nominee? And who do you think won the debate? We're just playing some of the highlights from that are kind of fun to watch, just to have some popcorn sit back and like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this. But I think my uh, analysis of Vivek uh, Ramaswamy putting, strapping on, uh, you know, lighting his hair on fire, Self-immolating and uh, strapping on a bomb and just jumping in the middle of everybody like a homicide homicide bomber just, ah, is about is about right. It is fun though to listen to him, but it's also like wow, dude, woo! You're not running for election; you're running to be like uh, a Trump supporter taking out his competition, kind of, not kind of, totally. All right, so do you do you think we need two more debates? Do you think that um, seeing Haley versus DeSantis will be good. I actually, I think it'll be interesting. But I mean, if it was just, if it's just these two, it, it's going to be interesting moderately, moderately. But they're not going to get it. Everybody knows it. Um, seeing the other people in there again would be like ridiculous. Eight six six ninety red eyes. Our number eight six six nine zero seven thirty three thirty nine. That's eight six six nine zero seven thirty three thirty nine. We'll take your calls on this coming up next, and I'll also give you some details on this UNLV gunman, who uh, this is not the normal gunman you're used to seeing, and he doesn't fit any of the profiles we're used to seeing, and there's no AR-15 this time. All that coming up next, Chris Crock in for Eric and Gary on Red Eye Radio. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. Chris Crock in for Eric and Gary on Red Eye Radio. Uh, what a privilege to fill in for them from time to time. I'll be with you again uh, towards the new year, uh, which I can't believe this already. But is, was it uh, three weeks away or so, four weeks away? It's in, it's insane, guys. Literally can't believe it's already December 8th. Wowie, wowie. Okay, so let's play a little more um from the debate, it's quite fun to see this. And um, here's Ron DeSantis on a moment. I want to play 
and describe to you what this is. And this is on my Twitter feed. You can see it among all the highlights at Chris Croc Show. That's at Chris Croc Show. I'm normally on well, my weekday show. My weeknight show is at WBAP in Dallas, Fort Worth, and uh, we're a proud Red Eye Radio affiliate. And here's uh, Ron DeSantis, and he is acting like he's angry, but he's not, and it's clear. You've got to be willing to stand strong, and you've got to be willing to beat these people. I'm the only one running for president that has beaten these people on issue after issue. Uh, we beat the teachers' unions when we did school choice. We beat Fauci on COVID. He's acting. Now, I think he's right, and I agree with him, and he did, and he is the best governor we have in this country. And he's a bold leader, and I really mean that. And he, uh, when he did the COVID stuff, when he did the COVID stuff, and, excuse me there, um, when he did the COVID stuff and he reopened First of the Nation, I, I was, uh, I marveled at it and I said at the time, when a lot of us were still hoodwinked, I said, uh, he's either brilliant and an amazing leader or he is gonna get his butt handed to him and boy is he a brilliant, amazing leader. But, but, but this thing where he's, you know, you know, we beat the teacher and he points down, he points down at the ground. And we beat this, you know, like he lifts his arm up and then he points down, but it's fake. And I didn't fully understand this until if you actually watch him, he, he is totally not able to connect with us. And I do think after Trump, that he'd be, he will be a great president. He can't be the vice president because they're from the state. They both live in the same state. It's an elector thing or something. But, um, yeah. So, do do you really think we need a, two more debates? Although I will say between DeSantis and Haley, it will be interesting. Which is the two top people? Very interesting. Hopefully, it'll be a bunch of ideas, not personal ad hominem attacks. Even though it's fun watching Vivek Ramaswamy blow himself up with a. And light his hair on fire. <laughs> but uh, it doesn't accomplish anything. Chris Christie's a joke. I mean, all he is is a never Trump guy. He, he, if he was, ju- if he would stop, if he would just, if he didn't go after Trump all the time, didn't hate Trump so much, he's a great debater. He's a great street fighter. But dude, what is this crap? That's all he does. All right. Uh, so do you really think we need two more debates? And who do you think is winning the race for Republican presidential nomination? And who do you think won the debate with the uh, Republicans right now? Do you really need a, Two more, though. George in Texarkana, you are on Red Eye Radio. Hi, George. Hi, how are you doing this morning? Good, sir. How are you? Well, I'm just out here trucking. I've been trucking for over 49 and a half years, and I've never seen or heard so much stuff in my life. I believe that the Bidens and the Democratic Party are nothing but mafia people. All this money and back and forth. No. Biden should not be able to claim the fifth. I just don't believe that because they're all you mean Hunter people. They're mafia. you mean Hunter. You mean Hunter, Hunter Biden? Biden. Mm-hmm. Yes. In, in the uh, subpoena for the House. Right. I mean, he should not be able to claim the fifth. If he claims the fifth, then they ought to put him in jail because he knows he's well. Corrupt. They will. They will, and they could. But now he's going to say, "I plead the fifth. Sure, I'll show up, and I'll plead the fifth because he's got a criminal case." So it's that's why I think it was an assist to really put this prosecution through today. It was or you know last night. That's that's the fact on that, brother. That's what I think. I appreciate your call. Truck safely. You're in God's country, and you make this country run, brother. Thank you.
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market. Rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.